tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, 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 we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. Welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am. You know I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Join me as always is my good friend and soon to be yours, Xavier Guerrero. What's up? And on the ones and twos, the one, the only, Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. Yo. Big marathon episode today, huh? Big time. Yeah, let's just plow through this fucking intro. (laughs) (laughs) Eddie Bravo. Bump, 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 bump. Eddie Bravo. Bump, 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 bump. Crushed it. Crushed it. Great episode. Love that guy. Real good time. We had Drew uh, Weatherhead Weatherhead on. It was a fun episode, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Eddie was on. We wanted to talk about our big show coming up at the end of the month, which is at uh, two shows. We have one January 28th at, at, at Harvell's in Long Beach. Tickets move very quickly. There's tickets to the second show, which is which is Swarm Tank, where myself, Johnny, Eddie, Jay Nice, and... Ryan, off the group, Ryan's going to join us on stage. You got the whole smorgasbord of people uh, that's available. Then the final, on uh, the next night, we are in Bakersfield. Uh, Xavier Guerrero, myself, uh, and we're going to be there rocking and rolling, beeping and bopping. All those tickets are available at samtriplee.com. If you want to see me this weekend, you're in the Buffalo area. I am there at Helium's, okay? I'm there at Helium's, myself. Uh, Howie Dewey and Robbie, the fire Bernstein. Now, I just found out they are enforcing uh, a vaccine passport. Ew. I am sorry. Uh, I was I was very specific. I don't want to do I didn't want to do shows like that. I've just found out that it is. People bought tickets. My family's expecting me. So I'm sorry. I owe everybody an apology. I, I, I'm Maybe telling you can do people a free show now, in the parking lot after. <laughs> I'm just telling people, I, I, you know, it's like I've done a couple shows where they've, where they have enforced vaccine passports. It is not my goal to do that. I don't want to do that. And sometimes shit just gets away from me and I fuck up. So I'm sorry. And, uh, you know, I'm not doing shows in LA anymore because of these vaccine passports. I'm trying my hardest and I'm sorry about this. And you can flog me all you want. I'll take it. I deserve it. I'm sorry. So I just want to get that out of the whole thing. So I have a bunch of shows coming up. If you want to see me live, uh, let's go to samtriplee.com. Okay. samtriplee.com and check uh, out. Okay. February 2nd, you got Redlands. I'm in Redlands. I'm February 2nd. I am, like I said, we already have Buffalo, Long Beach, Bakersfield, Lost. Then I'm in Redlands on uh, February 2nd. I am in Vegas. Is that where it is? February 2nd? No. Yeah, this thing's out of you just, fucking you just order. Read that one twice. Yeah. Okay, so I'm in law. Lo- I'm in. Okay, I just said Redlands. Thank you, Johnny. And then I'm going to be Three February times. 19th. 
I'm in Las Vegas for the first ever live conspiracy social club with Brian Callen. There's two shows. There's a stand-up. Sh- there's a, uh, uh, a live debate show on stage in Vegas. And then the following, then later that night at 7.30, there's a stand-up comedy show, Dragons of Comedy. I have some new dates that have gone up. All right. We have, Je- and then I'm going to be in Jefferson. Uh, Jefferson? Georgia on February 26th. I'm going to be in Nashville on February 25th. This thing is all out of order. And then I'm going to be doing, also, I'm going to be doing, um, I'm also going to be doing New Orleans. I got to get all those dates up. Yeah, Yeah, Rock and Roll Pete. He's going to Marietta. Yeah, yeah. And then right now, Lombard on March 11th is in flux. Let me find out more details. This calendar is all out of whack, so let me just make sure everything's good. But just go to samtriply.com to find out where the the, uh, the 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 Hammer of the Gods tour is coming to you. Uh, also, go to Sam Tripoli if you want to grab T-shirts. There's brand new T-shirts up there. Just Or you can go to tinfoilatshirts.com. Now, if it doesn't bring you right to Graphic Villain, just go to samtriply.com, and you will get all my all the T-shirts. Oh, great. The, the TV for my, or Conspiracies for My Bunghole shirt is out. It's there. It's a beaut. Yeah, there's a, supposed to be another shirt coming up. I don't know why it's there. Uh, For anybody who don't like regular hoodies, we got uh, zipper hoodies now if you're interested in that. Yeah, go check that out. Also, you can check out the Tim Fall Hat Only Conspiracies Telegram that is available. Uh, if you want premium content, you want you want just two hours of Eddie Bravo is enough. We have a bunch more uh, content on rockfin.com. Okay, it's real simple. All of the, the, the bonus content you could want. Every show there, every show on Rockfin for ten dollars. We have we have Tim Fall Hat Premium. We have Conspiracy Social Club new episodes. We have zero new episodes. We have uh, we don't smoke the same new episodes. We have the Goat new episodes. We have Broken Sim new episodes. You get Broken Sim before first there before anywhere else. It's All there at right Rockfin.com. The new okay. one. Sam talks about going under the knife. Yeah, I'm doing it right now. If you want to check those out again. Links are at samtriply.com. And then all of my free audio is there as well. Okay? Tim Fall Hat Audio. You want to check that out? Broken Sim, Cash Daddies, Punch Drunk, Zero, Conspiracy Social Club, and Union Unwanted. You can listen to any of those shows for free. Just click them. They'll take you to the RSS feed and check it out. Did I miss anything else? Nope, we good. Let's go. All right, dude. Let's new, do this. New Broken Sim just dropped. New Broken say. Sim. Yeah. Check it. it out. It's it's uh it's the sports center for the apocalypse. Oh yeah, and uh, rareable.com slash buttholes uh, if you want to buy some NFTs of uh, Hillary Clinton's butthole. I don't know how I feel about that. All right, <laughs> guys, enjoy the episode with uh, Eddie Bravo. Enjoy. We go deep, homeboy. Open your mind. All right, man, you asked for it. You get it, man, uh, by uh, by special request by literally everybody, all the swarm. They're like, when's he going to be back? Well, boom, he's back. Please welcome back to the studio, my man, Eddie Bravo. How are you, Eddie? Yep, I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Eddie, it's great to see you. Great I don't to get see to see you enough. Uh, everybody, you know, when you, everybody gets kids, they're just running all over the place. And uh, But, man, it's always a pleasure to chop it up with you and uh, get back into... The uh, doing some live shows. Man. Hell yeah. 
Yeah, man, we're gonna you, me, that guy right there. XG. And he's gonna be joining us as well. We're gonna be having a live show in um in Long Beach. Tickets are moving quick on that. That's January 28th, right? And then on the 29th, the three of us will be in Bakersfield. Bakersfield. Town, Ready to go. Hell yeah. Got any new bitch you've been working on? You ready to rock? <laughs> I got a couple ideas. You know what's funny is I had this fucking idea, and then I saw it on the fuck. It turned out to be a meme later. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> now I just blew my bit. I'm like, fuck. Do it anyways, dude. Yeah. You think I mean, so? like, there's so, listen, man. There's so much data coming out, things are going to touch. Yeah. As long as you didn't hear another comic say it, that's yeah. my rule. Okay. As long as you didn't hear another comic say and it. This is something that I had. I've been writing it out, write and it then out. I see a meme that's pretty much like it, and I'm like, fuck. Write it out, God dude. How damn it. You, write it out, man. Okay, okay. Write it out. Dude, I'm watching this Beatles thing, right, about them breaking down. I mean, it's like. so amazing. They were, like, what's it called? Uh, Let it be? Get, no, get, get back. back. Yeah, get, get back. back. That's a documentary. Oh, about Brand the Beatles. New? Brand it's new. So fucking good, dude. What's it on? Apple. Uh, no, it's on Disney Plus. It's so good, dude. But anyways, like they they use influences from all over the place. Yeah. You know, if they heard a, if they heard somebody say something popular, boom, they turned it into a, a song. So the point is. Do it on okay. stage, dude. Okay. Do it on okay. stage. So, yeah, uh, just go to samtriplee.com. Grab those tickets because they are moving quickly. And it's good to get back in the sale with my boy. Uh, I'm very excited to have our guest on, Eddie. Uh, Eddie's like, dude, we got to talk. This guy's been going through some crazy shit. Uh, he had to uproot his family out of fucking communist Canada and come to the United States. And here he is. Uh, very excited to talk to him. Please welcome to the Tim Fall hat. Drew Weatherhead, how are you, brother? I'm doing great, man. It's it's a pleasure to be here. I've been listening to your stuff for a long time. I got to meet Eddie not too long ago. And just like you're saying, man, I kind of gave him a piece of my story. And it's like, we got to get you on a podcast. So I'm super excited to have you on. Thanks for joining us. Um, why don't you, before we start, tell us a little bit about yourself, in particular, where our listeners can find you. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people know me online through my meme page of all things. I, I run the largest jujitsu based meme page on Instagram called because underscore jitsu. If you check that out. Um, and then like, besides that, I'm a Brazilian jujitsu black belt. I got a bunch of like instructional stuff online as well. You can follow my personal stuff at drew weatherhead on Instagram. That's mostly where you can find me. That's awesome. Guys, I want to tell you about our sponsor, BudVac, Glass Vacuum Storage Systems, okay? That's right. It's so advanced now smoking weed. We now have a vacuum storage system, and they are kind enough to be sponsoring the the Tim Fall Hats live in Long Beach and in uh, Bakersfield. So BudVac is a one-of-a-kind cannabis stash container that contains a vacuum pump to extract all the air, allowing the cannabis enthusiasts to store their product in an oxygen-free environment. With BudVac storage jars, you're able to taste, smell, and feel the difference, okay? BudVac storage jars are the only all-glass vacuum containers on the market, okay? They do not retain odor, nor do they leach BPA like the plastic competition, okay? Bud Vax jars preserve volatile terpenes and cannabinoids by removing all oxygen within the container. Remember, oxygen causes oxidation, which is the root of terpene and cannabinoid deregulation. 
Budvac jars are incredibly easy to use, and each one comes with a vacuum pump. Say goodbye to stale, tasteless weed, and hello to turpin-rich buds. Is that the word, turpine? Turpin? Turpin-rich. Turpin-rich buds. Once you start using our glass vacuum storage system, go to budvac.com and use the promo code TFH at checkout for 10% off. That is budvac.com. Use the promo code TFH. Enjoy. Your story is very interesting. Eddie brought it up to me, man. Uh, you know, just, you know, I, I was born in upstate New York and I, I was very close to the Canadian border all the time. And man, I would just look across the border of Niagara Falls and be like, dude, Canada is magical, man. And I used to love to go to Canada and do stand-up comedy. I still do. I love Canadians, man. The most conservative Canadian is like a super, is like pretty like, you know, I, I would say like middle, middle uh, liberal, you know, in the, in the United States. Like you go to their malls, they got like a gun range and an uh, adult bookstore. Like they're pretty open-minded, right? They, they can laugh at a lot of stuff. Grew up loving Canada and then just like to a point where you go and go, hey man, Canada has really got their act together. I wish the United States could kind of get on that page as well. Totally. Right? You're they like, say that about Canada and Australia. Right? Like, yeah. Look at Canada. Look at Australia. They don't have guns. Yeah, yeah. And look at them. Yeah. I'm like, oh, uh, now look at them. Look now. At the last, what, last, what's right? going on now, dog? <laughs> and then this thing just came and blackface Trudeau. Or should we call him Blackface Castro, right? <laughs> Fucking just goes into lockdown. And it mm -hmm. is really scary how quickly things changed. Yeah, you know, my entire life as a Canadian, I never really I never really saw the big difference between Canadians and Americans outside of saying A and eating poutine. Like we we're pretty much the same thing until it came down to the actual application of law under duress. And this is like the first time in my life where it's been so palpably obvious, the difference. And really what it comes down to is this thing you have called the constitution that you people actually really, really believe in. And, and your government has a real hard time touching. We have something up, in Canada, it's similar to that. It's like, it's like constitution light. It's like diet constitution <laughs> called the uh, charter of rights and freedoms. It sounds very uh, official and like, it's really going to help out. The thing is that it turns out when you really need it, the government can just literally turn that shit off. Yeah, it is. It is crazy. And we just had a big thing right now. It's like, there's always this time where I'm like, man, the constitution is amazing, but we're just one group of judges away from them burning that whole motherfucker down, right? So Biden goes to the Supreme Court, and I'm like, if this Supreme Court says, yeah, you could do mandates, like, what is stopping them from just burning down the Constitution? It is so close. It is so razor thin to this small group. How many, how many Supreme Court justices? Is it eight? Nine. Nine Supreme Court justices, right? To just them flip. And then you had the one Latina... Uh, Supreme Court justice just blatantly I don't know if she meant to lie I, maybe I shouldn't use the word blatantly but straight up lying about what was going on with COVID and children yeah. and she got her dick kicked in 
by by everybody going, no, that's not true, man. You're lying about that, and like, which was kind of crazy, man. And then they they struck down this thing, but man, the Constitution's amazing as long as we have the judges that will enforce it. Because there's times I'm like, do we just live in a, a banana republic, like where it's like these judges are not enforcing these laws, which are so blatantly obvious? I mean, do you ever get worried about that? Uh. Every day? <laughs> Hell yeah. You don't know what the fuck's going to happen, man. Shit. We have no idea what's going to happen. So so the shit goes down. These lockdowns happen. And uh, the thing that happens with Canada is like, and they, uh, Canadians tell me this all the time. They go, the difference between Canada and the difference between the United States is I can't go to a different part of Canada to live under a different set of rules. Canada is Canada across Canada. That's right. Yeah, that's something that was really, really obvious while we were getting locked down because we, we had like this little view into the states through the Internet and we could see that it was very different state to state. They were very autonomous at the state level, whereas up here, even though there's different provinces that are all under the Fed, the Fed really runs it as one big homogenous thing. Like whatever Trudeau says kind of just matriculates down to every province, whether they like it or not. Cause I was in Alberta, which is basically like the Texas of Canada. It's where all the oil and cows are. Yep. And we got like the most fuck you energy of any province up there. And maybe we were the last to capitulate, but eventually we did. We even had like a really right, uh, 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 Jesus, what's the word? It's, um, I've been down in the States too long. I'm losing all of my terminology. Um, I want to say governor, but he's a bit, he's essentially the governor premier. He's a premier. So that's our governor for the province. And, and he was like very for the people and we're going to make sure you keep your rights and we're going to keep your businesses open. And then just eventually he decided no. And, and it just came out of nowhere. And it feels like Trudeau just kind of leaned on him a little bit and just broke his back. And ever since then, he's just been in lockstep with whatever they say. It is crazy. It is crazy how this COVID thing has completely and utterly like taken all the punk rockers, taken, excuse me, all the punk rockers and just exposed them for frauds. Like yeah. you're not anti-establishment. Okay. Yeah. You're anti, you're, you're anti, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you're against a narrative. You're not against actual people. You're mm -hmm. against the concept of the establishment. You're not actually against the establishment. Like there's so many of these blue checkmark people that are just on the, uh, Jesus Christ, on the side of, on the side of government and big pharmaceuticals. Mm -hmm. Whether it comes to this vaccine or January 6th, it's unbelievable to me. And I, I, it blows my mind how they don't see the mental jujitsu that they're doing to get to this narrative where it's like, let's take January 6th, right? Oh my God. The, you know, be, the year leading up to that was like BLM, Antifa were against the system and they're burning middle class and lower class businesses, right? And everyone's like, they're raging against the system. But on one day, January 6th, a, a violent coup d'etat started at noon and was done by 6 p.m. Because that's how <laughs> government overthrows go, right? It's done by dinner time. The, 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 the cops are like, okay, you don't have to go home, but you don't, can't stay here. Wrap it up. Go, and everybody did. 
But that's the worst thing ever. I don't care who you talk to. You talk to people on the left, the progressives, they're like, the system is fucking broken. It is, it is uh, oppression. It is a systematic racism, sexism, every ism out there. Okay, so let's march on the fucking government. Oh, dude, that's not how we do it. We're going to vote our way out of it. Yeah. And you're like, what are you fucking talking about? Anybody got any thoughts on this, or am I just going <laughs> to yell for an hour? Hey, <laughs> I agree with everything you're saying, man. It's, it's crazy. It's like, it's unbelievable how you can completely be on the wrong side of everything the whole fucking time. The, the craziest thing is uh, this whole scamdemic has been uh, held up by statistics and the numbers, the two numbers, yeah. cases and deaths, those numbers. And I think the cases, I don't know what the cases are, but the deaths, I think 800,000, 900,000 or something like that, something like that, 800, 900K. Um, but what, once the CDC and the WHO admitted that the test where we got all this data from can't tell the difference between Corona, or uh, excuse me, they're all coronaviruses, COVID, the flu, A and B, influenza A and B, and the common cold. Once they admitted that, once you go, oh, guess what? The test that we've been using this whole fucking time can't tell the difference between COVID and the flu? Right there, case dismissed. Boom! Drop that. Case dismissed, dog. Like, everything goes out the window. Like, if we were in court, and let's say the government was gonna was gonna try to take you down, and they were accusing you of spreading misinformation about the scamdemic, and all you were doing was talking about the numbers and the, these numbers ain't right. Um, as soon as the judge, assuming in a fantasy world that the, this court, in this fantasy court, fantasy judge, fantasy jurors, they were all uh, you know on the side of justice, right? And they're trying to do the right thing. Nobody's compromised. The real legit court. As soon as the judge hears, they go, wait a minute. They look over at the prosecution. Go, wait a minute. This test where you got this, they're, they're accusing you of a fraud. And this test can't tell the difference between COVID and the flu. Case the fucking dismissed. 100%. Case the fucking dismissed. What are you talking you about? Remember? What are you talking about when people say, oh, but I have an uncle that died of COVID. Oh, my, my boss's uh, brother died of COVID. You don't know. You don't know. I know people who had, I had, oh, I got COVID last. You don't know. You don't know if you had COVID. You have no idea. Because the CDC just said the test can't tell the difference. So how are you going to yeah. say your, your uncle died of COVID or your brother died of COVID? Nobody fucking knows. The CDC said that. As soon as they said that, boom, it's, it's over. over. Just drop all this shit. Like, how do, do we keep going? How do, do we keep going? in 2021 where they said that the flu was gone? Do you remember oh, that? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, just in yeah. Canada. Yeah. Basically, they came out with this news story saying that COVID is on, on the rise. It's on the loose. We can't stop these numbers from climbing. Oh, by the way, we haven't had a flu case all year. Nothing to see here. Yeah. I remember seeing that. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, wait a minute. Can we back up a sec? Because as far as I'm aware, I'm only, I've only been alive for 38 years at this point. So maybe I got a short view on this, but we've always had a seasonal flu every single year. And then this one time we're all like, yeah. we're going to kind of pretend to stay inside. That's all it took to destroy it. It's gone forever. Yeah, there's really and now it's like, well, it's back, guys. Sorry. Like the, the next year. Like, wait a minute. Yeah, there's basically uh three theories, right? There's the the bat theory. I came from a bat, and then boom, it spread all over the world. Or uh, and the evil scientist theory, evil scientists in a in a Wuhan virus lab leaked it. 
bioweapons. So they want everyone arguing between those two. And the third one is, dude, this is just the flu that they rebranded. Right. Mm-hmm. There's three. There's three. But since there's like these emails with with gain of a fuck uh, gain of function, Fauci sending money to this virology lab in Wuhan. Everybody's like that. Like everyone's like, that's the conspiracy. Yeah. No, but it's not. I, this is this is what I think. Yeah. This is what I think. Uh, just because they're sending money to a, a virology lab doesn't mean that doesn't mean it's not being, uh, you know, used for other shit like they always do. You think you think NASA's really using 20 billion dollars a year to look at stars and shit? You really think so? I think I don't think so. I think like, let's 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 look into that money, you know. So there's there's just three theories. Bad, evil scientists, sci fi movie or. Did you guys just rebrand the flu? Is that all you did? And then people are like, how could they possibly do it? I don't know what's going on. I'm going to make that clear. I don't fucking know. I just go by common sense. Common sense. Common sense, right? So, like, on the streets, it's all about common sense. There isn't no fucking illogical shit on the streets. On the streets, it's all common sense. Can you imagine? Can you imagine you go to your drug, uh, your cartel lord, and you say, boss, turns out this test we've been using for our coke to see how much fentanyl's in there. He goes, yes, yes. Turns out the last two years, the tests were bunked. They can't tell the difference between fentanyl and coke. On the streets, there would be heads in suitcases. <laughs> <laughs> right? On the, they, would, they wouldn't just let that shit go. They don't, on the streets, they wouldn't let that shit go. So, um, uh, you know, you just think about all the all the things like what is it? Those three is it is it a bat, evil scientist, or they just rebanded the flu? And then you start taking all these different. You go in the timeline, like January twentieth. They the, the the CDC and the WHO says, hey, guess what? We can't don't set these uh, PCR tests at forty cycles anymore. They give out ninety five percent false positives bring it down to 28 cycles you're like wait a minute we went the whole fucking 2020 yeah. on 40 cycles yeah. right on the streets right. yeah. your head's in a fucking in a bucket of <laughs> yeah. cement and they just throw it into the river bed yeah. right and it's not even on the street right? if you're in a corporation you'd be fired oh you'd be of just course done. these are just common sense common sense what you're telling me the day joe biden gets inaugurated it turns out, like, who knows how these tests even run? But it, I don't know how the 40 cycles, 20, but it's a fact. They said it, CDC and the WHO, at 40 cycles, 95% false positive. Yeah. What, what does that do to the overall number that they're using? What does that do? What does that do? And when you say your uncle died of COVID, did you know that 90, was it at 40 cycles? Because that's 95% false positive. That's why you had all these guys testing a positive and they weren't even sick. They're like, I'm, I guess I got COVID, but I ain't sick. You know what? Because it's 95% false positives. It's like everyone's like, people are dying. I'm like, hey, man, when was the time that nobody died? Where is that period of zero death? Yeah. This yeah. never happened. Yeah. People die. It's, yeah. And it sounds really yeah. cold, but it's like what you're doing is protecting people that are super vulnerable by destroying everybody that's fucking healthy's chances of making a living and living their life. And everybody yeah. knew, everybody, everybody knows you find this shit out in the second grade that when your uh, uncle, your, your grandma, they're fucking sick as hell. They got cancer. They're fucking crippled. They're, they're, they're on their last legs. 
what's going to take him out? A fucking cold. Yeah. The flu yep. takes him out. Pneumonia takes him out. Everybody knows that. And That's common. That Everybody knows that. Natural causes. Yeah, but they never yeah. put on, they never put the flu as cause of death. Like the coroner's never going to go, he died of the flu. No, one, no one's going to say that. They, they died of cancer or diabetes or whatever the mm -hmm. fuck they had, right? So that's the, they're, they're like, this is, that's where like the fraud comes in, right? The fraud comes in like, can you imagine how many, because right now it's 60 to 80,000 people a year die from the flu without comorbidities, with just straight flu, just fucked them up, 60 to 80,000. How, what would that number be if they counted flu as, as, as the, the cause of death for people that had a comorbidity like cancer? Dude, that would there would be like millions of people a year dying of the fucking flu, right? I totally agree. But they don't ever put that as the cause of death, even though that's what took them out. That's how they that's how they manipulated the numbers. And there's plenty. I mean, there's it's a it's a fact that if you no matter what you died of, if you if they tested you with a PCR test at 40 cycles, 95% false positive. They got a COVID death. And then you've, yeah. you're like, oh shit, does that, does that, does that, um, does that information uh, uh, help out the case for the bat, the case for the evil scientist, or the case that you just rebranded the flu? Well, that's, a, that's a, that's a rebranded the flu, right? That's, right? But what it really does is give that hospital more money. That's the reason. No, no, you're there's more. There's yeah. more. Then you look at more. Then when you find yeah. out that hospitals were getting paid yeah. on yeah. COVID admissions, dude, COVID admission every every step of the way. Every to death, step of the way to death, there was a paycheck. Yes, it's yes. Like pretend it's a game show, right? Yeah. And every <laughs> level of the game show you're on, there's more money if you succeed, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like basically COVID was the Price Is Right. Yeah. For yeah. fucking for fucking hospitals, right? If you go down and you're on fucking bidding alley or whatever they call that thing, and you get that right, you got COVID cash, right? Yeah. Now you go up, now you're at the next level. What do we do here, dude? You get you win that thing. Boom. You got that? More cash. Okay, now somebody's hospitalized, right? Yeah. Right? So now the next level is you and everybody else are spinning the wheel. You win that. More cash and put them on a fucking ventilator, oh, right? Now, and then the final one is they fucking die. Yeah. You get more cash. You it's think every step of the way there was an incentive for them to lie. Hold on one second. And what people don't understand is the last people that are going to give up this narrative is the health industry because they are cashing checks Every step of the way. On Lancashire, I drive by. Dude, they have a testing place that is busy 24-7. The people dress like they're at Chernobyl, okay? The people doing the test are dressed like they are fighting nuclear radiation. Yeah. And it's yeah. all theater to cash checks. I just sent uh, Johnny a video. Can you play that real quick? This is this is on this is like uh, exactly what we're talking about. People think we're crazy. Uh, it's a video of um, someone explaining how hospitals get paid. Yeah, check this out. I mean, true. Hey, sorry about this. This is how we just yell at each other. Do you think they they hey, used any it, of that money that was supposed to be for ventilators for ventilators? No, dude. no. Obviously, cashing more checks. They don't realize, man. Putting them on ventilators was it's like the worst thing you could do. The worst thing you could do. 
Hey, everybody, I want to tell you about our friends at Trade Coffee, okay? I love coffee. I just drink nothing but coffee. Do you like coffee? I love coffee. Let's go. Do you go. love coffee, Johnny? I can't tell you how much I love it. Why, why can't you tell me? Is because it, it, would take too, it would take too long. It would okay. take too long. Respect on that. Listen, dude, how do you like your coffee? How do you like your coffee? How do you like your coffee? How do you take your coffee? Black. Black like cold, your men, okay? Cold. Full-bodied roast, something light. We all have our preferences, and no matter what you love to drink, Trade Coffee makes it easy to brew your best cup of coffee at home, okay? Trade sells the freshest roasted and ethically sourced beans from America's best independent roasters. They are shipped for free, okay? Right to you as often as you like, whole or ground, okay? Whether you're coffee, whether you're a coffee nerd or just a better daily cup, Trade Real coffee experts taste over 400 roasts and use technology to match you to your ideal coffee based on your preferences and brewing method, okay? Take the coffee quiz to get started. Trade Coffee guarantees you'll love your first bag or they'll replace it for free, okay? I love it, dude. I love it. I love I love coffee. I would mainline coffee. I could do it. And trade coffee gives me the best stuff. I like it all over the place. I like it dark. I like it light. I like it everything. And I get I dude, every time I drink trade coffee, it is a grand slam in my mouth. Right, Johnny? You were saying this the other day. It's like a part of your mouth and everybody's coming. You remember when you said that? Uh That was awesome. Yeah, I do remember that. Okay. (laughs) So here's what's going on. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. For our listeners, okay, right now, Trade Coffee is offering a total of $20 off your first three bags when you go to drinktrade.com slash tinfoil. That's D-R-I-N-K-T-R-A-D-E dot com slash tinfoil. To get started, you just take the quiz on drinktrade.com slash tinfoil and start your journey to the perfect cup. That's drinktrade.com slash tinfoil for $20 off your first three bags. Enjoy it. Here we go. Listen to this. So the current situation is this. If you have COVID and you end up in the hospital, you're put on a rigid protocol and there's high mortality rate in the hospital and your family is kept in the dark as to what's happening. So what's going on here? Number one, the CARES Act is providing bonus payments to hospitals whenever you have a diagnosis of COVID. And then number two, the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services is waiving patient rights. This is a deadly combination. So here's what happens. You get a payment because you offer a free COVID test in the emergency room. You get a boost payment if you have a diagnosis of COVID. Number three, you get another bonus payment if you are admitted with COVID. Number four, you get another bonus payment if you're put on remdesivir. Number five, another bonus payment if you're put on a mechanical ventilator. Number six, another 20% bonus if the diagnosis on your death certificate says COVID, even though you may not have died from COVID. And then number seven, there's bonus payments to coroners. Do you understand the gravity of what's happening right now? The Biden administration is literally paying hospitals to kill you. That's what's happening. This is terrible. 
We need to stop that. These are real human lives we're talking about. Yeah, man. They're priceless. It's estimated at about $100,000 per patient is what the hospital's getting. Think about that. Ladies and gentlemen, the real news of right now continues on the next front. Now what? I sent you another video. This one's 30 seconds. You got to see. So people can say, oh, this guy's full of shit, right? This guy's, listen to this government official. Listen Even to if this. you died of a clear alternate cause, but you had COVID at the same time, it's still listed as a COVID death. So um, everyone who's listed as a COVID death doesn't mean that that was the cause of the death, but they had COVID at the time of death. I hope that's helpful. Stop. So, so. Come on. When people do this, dude, do you understand like that lady is risking a lot by saying that. But, but they just had to go out there and say it just but, to cover their ass later. But she's also like, it's either sigil magic where they got to tell you what they're doing so that, and if you don't stop them, it's on us. Or some people have fucking a soul and they see what's going on and this is just them trying to help. So I don't know your thoughts, Drew. Oh man, like I'm glad that Eddie touched on this right away because one of the things that really, really was illuminated to me during this whole process. And we'll get to my actual story eventually here, but it was how before all of this shit went down, I used to believe that you couldn't fake stats, that math was a hard science that like, okay, well, the numbers say this, the numbers can't lie. Never has it been more clear that the numbers can lie by omission as easy as anything else. You can make the same set of statistics, say whatever you want to justify them with. What? Dude, I mean, one of the books, and I can't believe that this was done not purposefully. Like, he accidentally did this. But one of the books during an interview that, that Bill Gates was reading was How to Lie with Statistics, right? Wow. Which makes me think that, again, that's sigil magic and all that stuff. Okay, what do we got Okay, here? now this guy, this guy is on, wait, he's a doctor, and he's like, wait a minute. Uh, did you guys ever even isolate covid Watch, play this one. I'm a clinical lab scientist and have tested 1,500 supposed positive COVID-19 samples collected here in Southern California. When my lab team and I did the testing through Koch's postulates and observation under a scanning electron microscope, we found no COVID in any of the 1,500 samples. What we found was that all of the 1,500 samples were mostly influenza A and some were influenza B, but not a single case of COVID, and we did not use the BCSP, the, the BSPCR test. That's polymerase chain reaction test. Celia Farber does wonderful journalism on the topic. I did videos on this channel for that. We then sent the remainder of the samples to Stanford, Cornell, and a few of the University of California labs, and they found the same results as we did. No COVID. They found influenza A and B. All of us then spoke to the CDC and asked for viable samples of COVID, which CDC said they could not provide as they did not have any samples. We have now come to the firm conclusion through all our research and lab work that the COVID-19 was imaginary and fictitious. The flu was called COVID, and most of the 225,000 dead were dead through comorbidities, such as heart disease, cancer, diabetes, emphysema, etc. Then they got the flu, which further weakened their immune systems, and they died. 
I have yet to find a single viable sample of COVID-19 to work with. We at the seven universities that did the lab tests on these 1,500 samples are now suing the CDC for COVID-19 fraud. The CDC has yet to send us a single viable, isolated, and purified sample of COVID-19. If they can't or won't send us a viable sample, I say there is no COVID-19. It is fictitious. The four research papers that do describe the genomic extracts of the COVID-19 virus never were successful in isolating and purifying the samples. All the four papers written on COVID-19 only describe small bits of RNA, which were only 37 to 40 base pairs long, which is not a virus. A viral genome is typically 30,000 to 40,000 base pairs. With as bad as COVID is supposed to be all over the place, how come no one in any lab worldwide has ever isolated and purified this virus in its entirety? That's because they never really was, they never really found the virus. All they've ever found was small pieces of RNA, which were never identified as the virus anyway. So what we're dealing with is just another flu strain. Like every year, COVID-19 does not exist and is fictitious boom hold on right, one second wait. so johnny you sent me something hold on one second what what were you the guy in this video is not the doctor he's reading this is a guy who reads tweets on his account so he's, so he's not he's, a doctor no he's reading the tweets that he found somewhere no i don't know but he's not the actual doctor that guy okay. oh i don't know about that well i mean i found i mean i googled his Let's name see that. his name is patrick gunnels is the, the guy's that guy's name? Okay, so he's reading something. Yeah, to, uh, that's not the actual doctor. So the, whoever sent that video labeled him as the doctor, but he's uh, it's this guy, this guy right here. This is Patrick Gunnels. Oh, okay. So he was reading it. Whoever sent that video, he it does the. Yeah, Thank I, you for doing that. Yeah, I just I, I think that's very important. They, they labeled him. He's as not a the doctor. doctor. He's reading this doctor, Derek Canos. Okay, is information. So is Doctor Derek Canos? Who's who's he? Pull him up. Yeah, will you look him up? He's saying that COVID doesn't exist, but I mean to play devil's advocate. When I got the flu this time, the, my taste and smell were completely gone. Okay, so, so let me say something. I, I, yeah, I don't want to hear that. Yeah, because someone, say, everyone's gonna be like, "That for sure know. happened." Yeah, the whole the whole taste and smell yeah, thing. Okay. No, no, I'm gonna show you. I'm it's gonna, gonna, gonna show be you. impossible to find because it's gonna be all these bullshit fact checkers. No, no, no. I'll find something. Go to a, go to no, images. See if you can see if you can find him real quick. It's just that guy. Oh no, that's the guy right there. Right, the the wrong. Yeah, but that dude might be the rich guy. No, that's Robert. He passed. Okay. It's interesting, dude. It's interesting. Okay. Interesting, dude. It's not him. Look at that bow tie. Look at that bow tie. <laughs> so as Eddie's looking this up. No, I'm looking up uh, 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 Los Angeles Times. This is Los Angeles Times, 1988, from the archives. Sense of smell can be victim of bout with flu. That's February 21, 1988. I mean, really? yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Look, I'll send it to you right now. You can put it up. They talk about how, how unique that is to COVID. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, check this out. This is 1988. Hold on. No, I'm with you. That's the only other thing that can really stand out when you're like, okay, I couldn't smell shit. Totally, totally. Other yeah. than that, your, your body aches, cough, sore throat, it's all pretty yep. much the flu in a certain way. I, uh, I, people can call me crazy. I got a, whatever it was, oh, the yeah. flu, whatever, I got a bad shoulder, dude. Who had the, the thing on their tongue? I did. Yeah, see, that must 
That's different. I COVID tongue, whatever. See, that check is. this out. Look, look. This is from 1988, from the Los Angeles Times. Look. Could be victim about with flu. Yeah. Back boom. when they actually did reporting. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. All this stuff is done. All, everything has changed, dude. What year is that? 1988. Yeah. We'll, we'll call that pre-Clinton. Everything when Clinton came in completely changed this country. They were they were the extension of the of the Bush death cult, okay? And they were brought in because the Bushes couldn't pass everything they wanted to because liberals wouldn't let them. But the Clintons would galvanize the liberal side and they would fight tooth and nail to pass anything that the Clintons wanted because they were convinced that there was a giant movement to uh, just destroy the Clintons because they were outsiders when they were just playing ball with the Bushes the whole fucking time. They're, it's all Bush clan. It's all Bush clan. And so is in Joe Biden, part of the Bush death cult. And and one thing that the CDC just admitted uh, like two weeks ago was that uh, they're, they're saying at uh, more than 75% of the people that died of COVID had at least four comorbidities. That's right. Yeah. Right. You see how they, they said more than 75%. The actual number, or you get that from their website, is 95%. It's 95%. They didn't want to say That's that. That's amazing. They didn't Ooh. want to say 95%. 95% of the people that died of COVID had at least five comorbidities, not four. Five. That's 95%. What does it do to that number? Like if you have a number, you have 900,000 deaths from COVID. And then the CDC comes out and said 95% of those had at least five comorbidities. What does that do to that number? Does it slash the number down to what? Nothing, how do you, how, nothing, on a calculator, nothing, what would you do? What would you do on a calculator? I mean, Does it, do you minus 95%? Yeah. You know, you minus 95%? Uh, so no. what we're doing is how many people died from just COVID and the number is... Then it's like nothing. the flu. Then it's probably like the flu. 70,000, 80,000 a year. Like five of those is a lot of shit to be having wrong with your body. I'm like looking at the list of them and it's all pretty intense yeah, reasons I mean, to like count that as a just, comorbidity. Pregnancy, yeah. overweight, mental issues, and HIV the average infection, age of, heart, heart, heart. You need five of those? Listen, die? man. Yeah. Listen. And the average age of death from the flu is like 80, right? No, no, no. The and, average and COVID, the same average age of death. The average age of death of COVID, even if you count all 900,000 and you don't subtract 95%, their, the average age is 81. It's what? older than the average age of death. Meaning Can you imagine? That death kills more people than COVID. I think everybody, I think, I think, I think everybody can agree, right? Everyone can agree that uh, this was planned, right? Like a, like some kind no, of. No, no, John. Right? No, Eddie. We can't all agree on that because. If we would agree on that, we wouldn't be having shows like this. No, 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 no. Us, us here. Us here. Right? Us here, right? Oh, oh yeah. World yeah. I mean, like Agenda the 21 and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. They, they, the, the, the simulations that were running on pandemics before, everybody knows this is planned. The Great Reset, right? Everyone, like the Great Reset. We have part, the document. This is part of the Great we Reset, right? The this is part of the Great Reset, correct? Yes. Right? Right? Can you imagine having this plan, this pandemic, Great Reset? And remember, there's, there's only three uh, choices. Bat, evil scientists, or you just change the goddamn name of the flu to COVID. 
It's only those three, right? So you come up with this plan. You have all these fucking simulations and you have the great reset and, and the, the bankers are all involved. The corporations are all involved. Sports, Hollywood, the media, big tech, everyone's in, in on it. And then they go, okay, great plan, great plan. What are we going to do? Oh, we just got to wait for a bat to, to uh, as soon as a bat leaks <laughs> this virus, then we can get this great reset on the, on the, on the, on the road, right? So it can't be the bat. If it was planned, they ain't going to have this plan and then wait for a bat, right? Right. And then now, evil scientists. They're gonna, can you imagine if, if, if it came, they got this plan and they go, okay, we got this evil scientist in Wuhan, he's gonna leak it in some alley or some wet market and then boom, it's gonna spread all over the world. Then we can get this great reset thing going. Dude, dude, that, the, the, all the, man, the, the data manipulation that has been going on and all the fraudulent activity that's been going on on so many levels, that guy, that evil scientist, they probably his head's probably in a suitcase. You know what I mean? Like the head Illuminati looks like we're average age of this motherfucker, the, the virus this motherfucker leaked is is like the flu. You're giving me flu numbers? We gotta lie on death certificates for this. Who is this motherfucking scientist? <laughs> they would hang, they would hang that motherfucker on a fucking in a hotel door with some rubber bands around his neck. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that guy would get fired from yeah, the Illuminati. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna leak something? If you're gonna leak something, give me like average age 30, dog. Average age 30, dog. <laughs> I want kids to die from this shit too, <laughs> right? Don't give me no average age 81 and they need four comorbidity. Who is this fucking scientist? They would kill that motherfucker. They got this great reset. They're gonna change the, 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 the world's economy. And this motherfucker gave, we gotta lie and shit. We gotta set the, you gotta set the PCR at 40, so we had to set it at 40 cycles, dog. That fucking <laughs> virus was weak, dog. Yeah. It was killing only people with five co comorbidities. Yeah. Dude, that guy must be sweating, sweating. Average age, he wanted average age, like 40 at least. <laughs> he got 81. His average, your average age is probably sitting down and go, let's take a walk. Do you know? Do you know that uh, they have a, they take take them a walk along the fucking this river, right? That they're gonna throw them in. <laughs> how you doing? How you feel? How's the how's the family? How are the kids? <laughs> you know you know what the average age of uh, life expectancy is in the United States? Uh, I think it's like seventy six. Yes, that's correct. Seventy six. Do you know the average age of death from your, your goddamn virus? It's fucking eighty one, dog. Boom! Yeah. Bullet to the back of the head. Three bullets to the back of the head. Suicide. They lay them on some train tracks. You know what I mean? And then 100%. he gets labeled a COVID death. The great reset. And all you got is this evil scientist. Dude, that evil science that's so science fiction movie like yeah, oh totally fucking, agree. And, and then the funding and then the emails from Fauci. I think they're just stealing the money. I think that they're, they're just stealing the money. You know what I mean? Like, what do they do? They're, you guys are studying, you're studying viruses. You guys already had the cure. You had HCQ since the fuck for 60 years. And you had ivermectin. They already have the cure to all coronaviruses. With ivermectin and HCQ, they already have the cure. They only let it out like with malaria. Dude, we, we want to go in the jungle and fuck these motherfuckers up and take their shit. We got to, we got to fucking, we need, we need to eat some, use that HCQ. These dudes are getting malaria. So for like malaria, they go, okay, we'll let them use it for malaria. You know, fuck it. We got to get those minerals. Okay, some malaria. Malaria, you know what I mean? But for it, it works. If it works for malaria, it works for the cold too. They've already had the cure to the common cold this whole time. Dude, this, what about the this whole time? So what are you doing studying viruses? Studying viruses? How about you stealing the fucking money? 
How about you ain't studying shit? Sending in guerrilla fucking fighters to kill like HQs, like fucking factories. How about this, dude? What about that fan? The, the, speaking of Canadians, that billionaires are both hung. Word on the street is they they created, they had HQ H hydrocorquin or whatever the word is. Uh they had factories on that, and they fucking off those motherfuckers. And how about all the the sports stars that get COVID that oh. don't die? How come nobody's dying? If this was so deadly, dude, when, when someone in the NFL gets fucking COVID, no one's like, oh my God, we're going to talk to the parents. Like Nick Chubb, he's my favorite running back. He's on the Cleveland Browns. He gets COVID. He's not even sick. They're interviewing him. He goes, I feel like I could play Sunday, but you know, I, they're not going to let me in. And it's probably a good idea that I stay away from people, but I feel good. You know, nobody's worried about him dying. And nobody, really they're, point, they're, they're like, damn, he's going to miss two games. Fuck. No one's going, oh, my God, Nick Chubb, is he going to make it? Yeah. Anybody that gets on the COVID list, no one is like, oh, my God, are you going to make it? They're all just like, damn, he's going to fuck this fucking playoff run up. And now we're not going to the goddamn playoffs. Nobody's like, how about in jujitsu, nobody's dead. Jujitsu is the, the opposite of social distancing. Yeah, no gi jujitsu. Sweat. It's it's so anti social distancing that big pharma should use jujitsu as a way to test vaccines. Yeah. They should set up like jujitsu schools and just get a bunch of people doing no gi jujitsu. Start switching <laughs> off with different people, give them the vaccines. That's the ultimate test. Jujitsu is the canary in the coal mine for this shit. That's why a lot of jujitsu people don't, ain't falling for this shit because we ain't dying. Nobody. The only people dying in jujitsu are people that got the vax and then they have heart attacks. Those are the ones that are dying. Soccer players. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I'm going to with fire today, Eddie. You just, you just blew my mind a little bit because thinking back before the vaccine was available, you never heard about these soccer stars falling over. If you can get myocarditis from having COVID and you can also get it from the vaccine, why is it just after the vaccine that we're getting all these montages of athletes? Yeah, dying? yeah dude. Like yeah. Everybody's going after Joe for this one second where he had that Australian motherfucker on who challenged him about kids getting fucking mitochondrialis or whatever it is, right? And he, and Joe, the guy goes, no, that's not true. That's not true. And they looked it up, and Joe looks at the one thing that supports this guy, and everybody runs with it. Everybody runs up. Joe's wrong. Joe's wrong. Joe's wrong. Joe could be wrong from today to the next five years, and his batting average will still be better than Rachel Maddow on every single yeah. fucking thing, dude. Yeah. Every single fucking thing. And these motherfuckers celebrating this dude, like this guy getting Joe for a millisecond. Dude, don't tell me. Don't tell me that fucking the vaccine doesn't have anything to do with kids getting fucking heart problems because I never heard of this before the vaccine was introduced. Just yeah. common sense tells you that these fucking kids, something's going on because I never remember going in school. Oh, did you hear about Billy? Oh yeah, dude, he had a heart attack and died. Never. Right. Have you, anybody oh. remember having a problem with high school elementary kids having it doesn't exist. It never existed. Use common sense. Stop trying to convince yourself of a lie because your side is wrong. Stop trying to be right, do right, and do right is meaning you got lied to and fell for this shit. Yep. Investigation finds 278% increase in worldwide health attacks, uh, health attack deaths among soccer players in 2001. What are we doing? 
thing. Imagine anything else that that was the the increase. How are you an open mind critical thinker when you're on the side of the government and fucking big pharmaceuticals? How is that? How are you a rebel? I got all these blue checkmark fucking comedians going after fucking Joe Rogan, Sean Ted, Shane Moss, you motherfuckers, acting like you're free thinkers on the side of fucking big pharmaceuticals. You got Shane Moss calling out Joe Rogan for having a doctor on, and it's like, oh, dude, you have a doctor on, you push, fuck, this doctor has a new way of dealing with it. Dude, your whole podcast is that. All you do is talk about how you know all this stuff because you talk to doctors. And the guy in the biggest fucking podcast in the world talks to a doctor who is known to help create the mRNA vaccine and now you're fucking giving him shit because he says he's working on his own thing? Like, get the fuck out of here, man. What's the mental fucking gymnastics you have to do for that? It's like really embarrassing, man. It's really embarrassing how you're willing to fucking deny all the past and fucking go at the side of a pre- and fascism, dude. Because you just don't want the other side to be right. It's just like California. They keep voting for the same people in while complaining about crime, high prices, and everything, okay? And you just keep voting the same people in because you cannot not vote for them because you think the other side's going to win. And it's I, like I, that, This next video that he's going to play is it goes along with what you're saying. Look at Mike Tyson had RFK Jr. on his podcast. And this is this is what just a like, great reality we live in where yes. Mike Tyson is talking to RFK Jr. <laughs> Mike Tyson's awake. Mike I Tyson is it, awake. Check this out. I don't have that yet, Eddie. Sorry. Oh, it hasn't come through yet? Not yet. And the, dude, look at this. Drew has to fucking leave. Drew has to leave Canada. Because of all yeah, this I fucking could, shit. I can tell you more of that. Yeah, let's hear it. And then we'll, when the hold hold on. The video should be in. It, this goes along with what you're saying right now. It's not, it hasn't come through yet? Nah, the last thing I have is that LA Times story still. Hmm, okay. I sent it twice to you, so okay. The FBI's blocking you, Eddie. Right. Imagine if the polio had a booster. If what? The polio had a booster. The polio yeah. vaccine had a booster. Yeah. Any yeah. other vaccine that's had a another, booster. Dude, the polio, that's another, dude. That's another story. The whole polio thing, that's another COVID, dog. That's another one. They do this all the time. This ain't the first time. This ain't the first time. They do, they do it all the goddamn time. You could look back, Spanish flu. That's, yeah, that's another that's COVID, that's dog. I, I, that's just part. Here we go. Check this out. Listen to this. Four companies and make all 72 of those vaccines, which is Pfizer, oh, Pfizer's killing Merck, Glaxo, Merck, and Sanofi. I love Mike. Um, I love all him. of those companies are convicted felons. And not only that, they're serial felons. Their business model is committing felonies. These companies, in the last 10 years collectively, have paid $35 billion in penalties, damages, fines for falsifying science, for defrauding regulators, for lying to doctors, and for killing hundreds of thousands of people. Vioxx, which was Merck's yeah. flagship product, yeah. killed between 120,000 and 500,000 Americans. This was a pill that Merck was selling as a headache pill. Right. And Merck knew caused heart attacks and killed people, oh and they didn't God. tell anybody. And they knew a certain, you know, we got the spreadsheets that show their being counters, their accountants, and this is, you're going to kill so many people per dose, we can still make more money, even if they all sue us. And in the end, they killed, you know, up to half a million Americans. 
and they got away with it. They got they paid seven billion dollars in fines. Nobody went to jail. And this is they probably you made know a hundred million in profits. Yeah. So this is a company. Th- these it, it requires kind of a cognitive dissonance to uh-huh. believe that these companies that are lying and cheating on every other pharmaceutical product, every other medical device that they create, are somehow found Jesus with vaccines and aren't lying to us. And the thing is with vaccines. Vaccines is the only place they could never get caught because it's illegal in this country to sue a vaccine company. Oh, my God, dude. Think about that. That's your boy Ronald Four Reagan companies. that passed out. Yeah. That's your boy Ronald Reagan. Yep. Yeah. You, you want to know who could do with uh, suing the vaccine companies right now? My sister. I know everybody kind of knows somebody who's had a vaccine injury, but she had her first shot of Pfizer last year and she still hasn't re- regained all the function in her legs back. Jesus Christ. My uncle died, had a heart attack. Was that his funeral? And, and it was, uh, it was, nobody really talked about it, but yeah. you, you want to know the most fucked up thing about it is that she's been through all sorts of different specialists and doctors trying to run tests for like, well, I mean, over a year at this point, just about a full year. And Literally like two weeks ago, she finally got a doctor to write a note that says it's my professional opinion that what's happened with her is most likely related to the shot of Pfizer that she got back in May of last year. And she'd been gaslit for months and gone through ridiculous tests. And all, they, they gave her all these different ideas like it couldn't be related to the vaccine. It couldn't have been Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is known to be related to the vaccine that, that takes away the the use of your lower extremities. It couldn't have been that, even though it happened right after you got the shot, couldn't have been that. What it's probably going to be is some sort of Lyme disease that was latent that just uh, sort of popped up uh, coincidentally at the same time. This was a theory that they were running on her for almost a year. And then finally she found this guy's like, no, it's it's probably from the vaccine. And now she's like, what, what does she do with that? I'm like, what are you going to do? Who, is there anyone you can sue? She's like, no, not really. Like, I'm just trying to get my voice heard federally at this point. I'm trying to get my name on some sort of uh, list that they're putting together uh, and at that point i don't know maybe in the future there'll be some sort of class action but i mean don't hold your breath like what can you do meanwhile she's a single mother of five kids and as low income and has barely any use of her legs like oh like God. it's it's disgusting and and you know like what what are you supposed to do about that this is this is happening all over the place everybody knows somebody or multiple people i know more people that i could list too but it's you, you look at everything that you see online and it says safe and effective, safe and effective. Take this shot. It's safe and effective. And they funnel you down with all of these sticks and carrots. And we can, like, I'll, I'll be happy to tell you what's going on up in Canada up and when I was there and, and since then, because it's, it's fucking insane that it's still going at the rate that it's going right now. I totally but it got, agree. Go ahead. I totally agree. Let's hear your story. It's time. Yeah. So, so like, I, I was a jujitsu gym owner for about a year and a half. Um, and anybody like Eddie can, can confess to this, that, that when you're starting a small business, it's the first year is pretty rough. Like usually you're in the red for a while and then you kind of, if you do it, everything just right, you can maybe break into the black a little bit and start breaking even about the year mark. I was about at that point where we were like, okay, I think, I think this is actually working. I made this thing work for me at like the month that the lockdown started. So I didn't really have a nest egg to speak of when this started. And the first lockdown was about three and a half months of two weeks to flatten the curve. And there's something about like being told that you've got two weeks 
that you're like, okay, I can just make it through that and then I'll be fine. Then they say, well, we're going to do three weeks after that. Okay. I guess I can make it through that and maybe we'll be fine. I'll start selling some stuff to make it. And they did this like indefinitely over and over and over. And finally, like I was just about to break at the end of the first lockdown where they said, okay, you can open with restrictions now. And they let us do restrictions where we had to do temperature checks at the door. There's like all sorts of sanitization that had to happen, but we were allowed to open with like limited numbers for up to four months. And in that time, not a single student had COVID. Not a single one got it, transmitted it. And like Eddie said, if there is a Petri dish for COVID in the martial arts world, it's jujitsu. You are body to body with people. So if anybody has anything, you got it too. That's just how it goes. Um, flash forward, this is 2020, I guess now into the fall and the lockdown started again in November where they shut all our shit down. And I mean, at this point, there was still no vaccine. So just everything shut down except for Walmart. That was basically it. And and they'll give you tiny little stipends. How crazy like, well, is that? You know, Walmart, oh, you can't get Corona at Walmart. Rookie Walmart, actually Target, and Amazon Fresh all open. They got good security at Walmart. Careful. <laughs> They're spraying shit down. Remember at, at first everyone was spraying shit down and going, we're, come to our business. We're spraying shit down. Look, look, we're wiping. And then on the freeway signs, wash your hands, wash your hands. It was all about washing your hands and spraying shit down. No one's spraying shit down no more, dude. Yeah, yeah. No, one, no one's spraying nothing down anymore. Go ahead. You know how they controlled you back then, too, before there was a vaccine and everybody was under the same scare tactics it wasn't just like are you vaxxed or unvaxxed it was like everybody has to remain maximum scared oh and if you aren't scared if you're one of these people it's like i'm just going to do it anyways well guess what we've got some fines for you guys and in canada it was up to two thousand dollars per person if you contacted with someone outside of your household if you were caught at somebody else's household if you're caught at a gym of some sort two thousand dollars per person and oh by the way if you're the gym owner fifty thousand dollars for every time we catch you uh running classes when you're not supposed to. So they, they literally just these sticks that they held over top of you. It's like, don't fuck up once or we'll get you. And it's, it's not like we're going to put you in jail. It's like, we're going to cripple you and make sure you can't eat or feed your family. Yep. I mean, 100%. And that's why, like, I'm not mad at these comedy clubs for doing this, for enforcing these things. It's just like they're fucked if they don't. And we got such a snitch culture from this fucking left Far left. I can't tell you. The kind of store used to do shows in the parking lot. They had to stop because people were snitching on them. Jay Dyer was talking about how he's in Austin, had a show. People were calling the cops because there was over 10 people at his function. These And it's all the far left. These these people that, you know, people are, 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 are excited that Alex Jones is getting censored. They're calling for Joe Rogan to get kicked off of Spotify. Because they can't win. Their narrative doesn't stand up to facts. So they're kind of like what I call, uh, well, I'm, a, I'm a bowler from back in the day. And you would, me, my brother, my father, great bowlers. My brother was one of the greatest bowlers in New York State at the time. We'd be on a bowling team. We would take on these people that had like, they were the, they'd never bowl. They just wanted to form a team because they wanted to get out of the house. They would have a plus like 700 handicap. Which means we would have to bowl more than 701 points to beat them. That is big tech censorship. It mm. is fucking a handicap to the left that can't compete with facts. So they have to censor everybody so that their fake facts can stand up. And they'll be like, yeah, fake facts. Everybody will say, oh, fuck, go, I gotta get the vaccine. Now you got Ethan Klein 
His fat ass. I will fight you for charity, by the way. Fight me for charity. Fight me for fucking charity, okay? And I'll even let you pick the charity, okay? I'll fight me for charity. Going off, and now he's not mad at Rogan. All these motherfuckers aren't mad at Rogan about facts. You know what they're mad at him about? Vaccine hesitancy. It's not even about facts anymore. It's about vaccine has. You're making people hesitant to get the vaccine. But what about the facts? I don't care about the facts. I care about vaccine hesitancy. Why are you making people hesitant? About because of the facts, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's exactly. It's like I've. I I don't even know why I have to explain to people why I haven't got this this uh, test therapeutic gene therapy. You know what I mean? Like never before in my life have I felt the need to go into a medical experiment. And and even before this, if I went into a medical experiment, like if I did like the poor college kid thing, it was for money. You know, now it's like do it or else we'll cripple you. And it's it's eventually like flash forward. That's eventually what happened to my business. Like 2021 May, I just had to shut it down. Like we we burned every single dollar we had. All of our savings were gone, and it, it got to the point where I had to close the gym down because there was just no end to it. It was never ending. And um, at that point, my wife actually. You know, I, I was a single in, I still am a single income provider for a family of six. So for me, I, selling the house is pure failure. Like I can't, I'll do anything before I have to sell the house. But she came to me and actually she, she started the conversation like, yo, um, this, we're going to die if, if we have to try to support this mortgage without any income, which is what they've been wanting us to do for months at like 16 months at that point, they've yep. been telling us you're not allowed to make money, but also pay all your bills. Yep. And like that, that is such a hip, a conundrum that it's impossible, but just do it anyways. I don't care. It's impossible. Just do it anyways. And I did, I did that shit for months longer than most people did just by leveraging my meme account online, trying to make money online through different ways every single month. You know, you can't pitch the same product two months in a row. So you got to sort of fucking figure it out every single month to the point that I was like, I can't, I can't keep this up anymore. It's just too many bills. And so she's like, Drew, listen, it's okay. It's just a house. We can, we can sell the house because it's literally the only equity we have left on God's green earth. I'm like, all right. All right. We're selling the house. So we sold the house. Um, we got enough out of it to be able to buy a travel trailer and a truck. And we put our whole family into essentially a hallway on wheels where we've been living ever since June. And, um, our goal at that point was to get down across into the States for the same reason we were talking about before, except we're, we're looking at you guys from up and North being like, they're doing it different in different places. And I can see like Texas is doing it different than these guys and Florida is doing it different than those guys. And like, I would like to check it out because if this has to happen again, and I'm sure it will happen again at this point, cause it's still happening. I don't want to be in the place I was where it didn't work out for me. Like they've, they've lost my faith. I have no faith in any of the systems up there to look out for me because they fucked me already. And I, I they have no remorse. So we were like, we got to get across the border. But at the time that we were trying to do that, the driven border between Canada and the U S was completely closed and had been since March of 2020. So we're, we're stuck in a, driving house with no way to drive across the border with the winter coming in in October and it was a real bunch of fuckery to try to find a way to get it across eventually we found out that if we used one of our friends who is an American citizen living in Canada he can drive our unit as long as we give him a piece of paper from a lawyer saying he can do it across uh 
down into the States because they can't refuse an American citizen coming back to their country. So he drove it down into Montana and we had to fly our family from Alberta to Vancouver, from Vancouver to Seattle and drive from Seattle over to Montana to get there. Cause we're allowed to fly at that point. But this was the thing is we had to do it before November 1st because Trudeau said after November 1st, unvaxxed people are not allowed to fly anymore. So we were cut down like at the knees and, and we needed to have this very short time period to get out of the country because I felt like we were being trapped in every direction, everywhere where, where there's freedom was like being blocked off. And like, we could see it coming down the pipe. And there was this campaign that Trudeau was running to get reelected, which I can't fucking believe he actually did, but somehow he I got reelected a third it. time. This is something that maybe you don't know as Americans, but there's no term limit on prime minister of Canada. This is his third term and he can go indefinitely and he's in his early forties. So we might have like a Putin situation where he never gets out and he's, he run he ran his campaign on not just a fear campaign but on like a vengeance campaign against unvaccinated people it was disgusting when you look at the videos of what he was saying publicly to to garner votes was like we're going to get these people who aren't getting the vaccine we're going to make sure that they have to get it and they're putting this was the thing that actually made us like really move our feet we actually moved up our timeline when we saw him say this he said they're putting our children at risk by not getting the vaccine. And by him saying that, what he was not saying, but also saying between the lines is that their children are at risk. And when we heard that, we're like, it's it's a time clock right now before they change the laws and try to take our fucking kids away because we won't get their therapeutic gene therapy. So that was like, we got to get out of here because this country is turning topsy-turvy and nobody seems to see it. Uh, long story short, after like, a whole bunch of fuckery and over $6,000 worth of uh, uh, like plane tickets and PCR tests and, and getting shit across the border. We finally, finally got down into the land of the free, which you may not believe it at this point because of everything going on, but it is so palpably different down here than it is up there. I can't even express it. When we got down into Montana, I'll tell you this one little story because it, I'll try not to tear up because it's, it's so personal to me. But we got down the first place we stopped to drop off um, some shit in Missoula. Um, We stopped at a restaurant to meet one of my friends. I'd never met him before. He was a friend of mine online. And uh, he's like, let's meet up at Wendy's. Let's let's have a a bite and get to know each other. I'm like, sweet, that'll be cool. And I, I parked the truck. And as I'm getting out, helping the kids out, I tell my eldest daughter, who's 10, I I tell her, why don't you run in and grab a seat, uh, grab a table for us while I get the rest of the kids out. And she looks at me like concerned. She looked at me worried and she's like, "Um, am am I allowed in there, daddy, without the thing? And what she meant by the thing was the vaccine passport because we weren't allowed to be in restaurants up in Canada. And she knew it. And she was worried. She was the look in her eyes. Like, am I going to be arrested to go sit down in here to get a meal at Wendy's? And I said, honey, not only do you not need a vaccine passport to go in here, you don't even have to wear a mask. And she looked at me like I told her the pandemic was over. She hasn't seen her fucking friends in like over a year. It's just been us stuck in a house, stuck in a trailer. And the, the look on her eye in her eyes was, was something that you can't even, I can't even express how, how much it meant to me. Like, like everything we went through and everything I've done and everything I've lost and everything I've sacrificed was worth it to get down here, to be able to give her that experience that life isn't over, honey. And there's, there's actually some light at the end of the tunnel. 
Where are you guys at now? In Alabama, right? We are. Yeah, we're in Alabama. We, we traveled <laughs> down yes. from, yeah, we traveled down from Montana uh, through Utah and Nevada, California, and then been heading east. We're, we're heading towards uh, Florida next. Where do you, where do you think you're going to live? Florida? You know, man, we're kind of like scoping out places as we go. And this is kind of like a really cool part of the story, too, because everything's been really dark and gloomy up to this point. But all of a sudden, coming into 2022, we got a lot of perspective because um, there it's actually really hard, as it should be, for somebody who's not an American to come live, actually live in the U.S. And there's a lot of hoops and red tape you got to go through. To be honest and, with and, you, you got you got through real easy. You yeah, try well, the south no, of the border. We're doing right now, we got to go back. We're only allowed down here for six months oh, because like we're considered visitors. Yeah. yeah, we don't have a visa. So what we need to stay down here is some sort of visa. And the one that we're looking at, I've talked to a couple different immigration lawyers. And the one that I'm looking at is called an E2 visa, which uh, is, is starting a small business where you're going to plant a brick and mortar somewhere and start bringing some value into the U.S. economy. Okay, sounds easy. There's a whole bunch of prerequisites for that that are really easy to meet. And then there's one that's really hard to meet, which is a, the barrier for entry is you need 80 to a hundred thousand dollars us capital proof that you can actually do what you're going to do a five-year plan to do it and enough money that if you made no money during it you can actually do it for that time and and we didn't we had nothing nothing we had zero us dollars you know what i mean like it was hard enough just to to put craft dinner on the table um but but recently here uh i know i talked a little bit about this with eddie but i, I don't even know if he knows the whole story but all of my money up to this point, I've been making online through the meme page uh, because Jitsu. And I decided because I've been big into cryptocurrency. I know you're big on cash daddies there, yeah, Sam. Hell yeah, and, dog. And hell this yeah. is, yeah, I've been, I've been collecting some crypto and learning about it for, for over a year now. And I decided to make an NFT collection because it had not been done in the jujitsu space, but I've been watching people do it for like the last three or four months. So I learned everything I could about it. I did my due diligence. I got shit on relentlessly, <laughs> relentlessly in the jujitsu community trying to do this when I was pushing it through, through December. But I put like a full month of marketing into it. Can you explain exactly actually, what it is? Cause I'm still confused with, with uh, yeah, Bitcoin dude, so basically, and, and NFTs. Basically without getting into the weeds. Cause I mean, I, if this turns into an NFT podcast, we got three more hours here but like long story short you can sort of picture these digital uh these images that i made as tickets that give the holder certain rights to things so if you were going to get a ticket to a metallica concert the ticket what it looks like it doesn't really matter it's what it gets you it gets you through the door right so this is selling access to us to an exclusive club and there's things that you got for owning my nft that's that were exclusive, right? You, you got access to uh, exclusive online digital seminars. There's going to be a, like a, a get together conference once a year where everybody gets together who owns this thing. And they're the only ones that are allowed. Right. And then there's a whole bunch of these other things um, without getting too deep into it. People wanted it. And what I didn't know is that uh, more people wanted it than were actually shitting on it. And within a week of launching it at the end of December, we completely sold the thing out. We sold the whole series out, which was like 420 units. And I went from starting at the beginning of this last December, worrying about being able to afford craft dinner coming into January, legitimately, like our bank accounts were abysmal coming into January. And we had to make some hard choices to within a week, getting enough money to 
afford our visa. We made basically over a hundred thousand dollars of Ethereum in a week. Um, awesome, yeah, man. man. That's fucking insane. That's I want to make. I want to make an NFT. How do you Dude, do that? He's making yeah, NFTs really. of uh, Hillary Clinton's <laughs> butt. butthole. Yeah. <laughs> check, oh, check nice. Yeah. Nice. Johnny, what on Twitter? <laughs> is it pink or is it brown? <laughs> no, it's brown. That uh, thing's yeah, brown yeah, now. There's a lot of make it pink. We've got <laughs> scars from years of a violent BDSM. It's a butt plug. Do you think she bleaches it? Yeah. Oh, like, oh, my yeah. belief oh, yeah. is that the Kardashians' <laughs> VJJ tastes like pink lemonade. They take good care of that shit. Got Biden's butthole, too. Right? Right? Oh, do all, all of them. Do all of them. Yeah, do all bed sores. Because he do has actually... Maybe my theory some is some Trudeau buttholes. My theory is that he hasn't moved, actually, in, in a long time. They're just projecting him around the world, you know? And, Are you going to do Tulsi? It's real bad. Uh, I'd yeah, buy that yeah, one. Maybe. Yeah, I'd maybe. buy that one. Maybe. Yeah. Why not, dude? Why not, dude? Why not? I think. Yo, can, can you with the, with a computer? I forget who's running the computer. Oh. Can you pull up OpenSea yeah. sure. and, and pull up? Uh, just type in Ape Shaka's Shaka with a Z at the end, just to see the collection. Got it right here. Just I don't know if you'll dig this, Eddie, because they're wearing geese. But you know, you know, I'm a black belt in the gi. <laughs> Ape shaka. Here we go. See, thirty-one point four Ethereum volume. Oh, I've moved. seen those. Yeah, dude. I've seen those online. So you yeah. buy, you basically buy a digital image. That's yeah, and the by holding this image, it can be proven who holds it and who doesn't because of the blockchain. You can't screw it. That's why they call it a non-fungible token. It's basically like a can't fuck with token. You can tell who owns it at any given time, and so there you go. Like if you have it, even if you had that picture, if you screen capped it you wouldn't be able to get the benefits that come to it because I know by the blockchain whether you actually own it or not. And only one person could buy an image? Well, one owner per image, yeah. There's 420 of them because for the lulls, you know, I did 420. But uh, yeah, they're all owned at this point. So the only, like you're looking at the one right here, Cooey, that's one of your brown belts, Eddie. He's, uh, he bought like 30 of them <laughs> and uh, he's selling some of them off. And the only way to buy them now because they're all owned is to actually buy them from an owner, which is going to cost you more. Whoa. Interesting. Damn. Yeah, dude. And and so who's actually, are you the artist? Yeah, I made those. Yep. Yeah. I, I, this was a lot of the learning curve, to be honest, was like figuring out how to make these. There's a, I had to learn a bunch of coding, which I'd, I've never coded anything in my life. I went balls in on this, man. I went way outside of my comfort zone and, and I guess, it, man, it was worth it. It paid off. And how much do they cost? literally changed my life. How much did what cost? Like to make them? Like, Just no, no, time. no, no, no. Just to buy them. Oh, okay. Yeah. There was, there was a price scale when they started that started at 0 0.01 Ethereum. And for every 20 in the set, it would go up by 0 0.005. So the first 20 were 0 0.01. The next what does 20 that were mean 0 in US it, Essentially a, a full Ethereum token right now is like 3,300 US dollars. Oh shit. So a fraction of that, I think the lowest one was like $46 when we were selling them, but they went up to, we sold a whole bunch of them at like $480. And one of them was actually half an ETH, which was like over, that was close to $2,000 that I sold for. And, and like now the floor price is like a quarter. Like most of them are selling from a quarter and up. Is that a lot? Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, well, 800 plus dollars. And what do they get with once they buy it? 
uh, they get into the club, they get into the ape shakas club where you get uh, like a whole bunch of add-ons. This is stuff that's, it's all like future stuff that's coming, right? They're part of the club that the club is going to get a whole bunch of future access to, to exclusive things, including digital seminars, including uh, tutorial videos, including uh, in-person get togethers, like a a convention where we're all going to do jujitsu and hang out and do seminars. This is, so this is all for the metaverse. Kind of, no, it doesn't no, have no, to be. Real. An no. NFT this, this is real life. Is like is somewhat like artwork in in virtual. Like you're gonna be able yeah. to present it in somewhere in the metaverse. That not so, this oh, sure. as we understand it right now. What's down the 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 pipe, which is gonna be super scary, bro. Are you getting so, royalties uh, on resale? Yeah, I, you can set your own royalties. I said at seven point five percent. So anybody who sells one from now on, I take seven point five percent of each one of those sales. So the way I learned about it was uh, these ape ones are like the really big ones, and the way I with the way they make it seem is they they literally give it to famous people, and they can go to these private parties. And the only yeah, way to right. go to these private parties is to have one. So now you want one, so you can mm-hmm. go to that party. So it's a bunch of like little things. It's like let's say you made some. And whoever had this special one got to go to all your comedy shows for free. By the way, that would be their thing on why they would buy that one. And then they could sell it later. Like, say they're over you. They're like, ah, I don't like Eddie. He said, Earth's not flat no more. He wants to sell it. It's <laughs> round, dog. I was wrong. Yeah, he was wrong. And, and he wants I to sell wrong. it, right? And he wants to sell it. He can sell it to someone else, but you'll get royalty when he sells it still. It's a whole, yeah, it's, it's a, a, it's a big, it's ass a whole market. Market. so it's, it does, it's not necessarily about the metaverse. That's what I thought it was. I thought it was like, you're buying something inside of this metaverse. It can not. be displayed in it, but it's kind of like if you want a piece of art in your meta house or something, you know, some, some of the NFTs will be actual usable avatars. I'm not into that shit. I don't really know how to do it and I don't care about that. But for, for me and for what he was describing too, if people are wanting to come to your comedy shows, it's what's called utility. You have some sort of utility to owning this that gives you, you know, access to the cool shit. What if somebody decided to, he was an artist and he decided to do uh, like a, uh, sell an NFT of someone famous? Is that legal? I like if you not did a lawyer, if, but uh, <laughs> you could probably get away with it. I mean, there was somebody that sold one of Elon's retweets for thirty five thousand dollars or something like that. The first tweet was sold up. Uh, Super mad expensive. I don't know who it was, but the first tweet was worth like 30K or something like that. It was just a tweet? Just a tweet of the fucking thing. Hmm. Yeah. So you can can make an an NFT of uh, Joe Biden and sell that. Absolutely. Oh, really? I think so, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) I can see your wheels spinning right now, Eddie. Dude, it's like the future is, is like... Rarible.com slash buttholes. There you go. Oh, is that it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I own a lot of Rarible, bro. I've been holding on to I, Ooh, I, Hey, I, yo, there's a couple Eddie Bravo memes. Uh, Eddie Bravo NFTs hey, already. Yeah. Right? yeah, there's one right there. Uh-oh. Eddie Bravo NFT. They got... Here's another one. Uh-oh. I want to get paid, dog. Yeah, tell them. Hit them up. That will legally be something in the future. Look at oh, that. For if sure. they use your likeness, that th- you're going to be They're selling that for 1000 1500 Whoa! You know? Has that been so- sold? It doesn't. It doesn't no, I don't think so it's been right. sold. But no one's gonna buy that shit. Hey, oh, dude, surprised. I guarantee you buy that shit right now. I guarantee Eddie, you. Surprised. Eddie, if you bought that right now and then made it public that you owned it, somebody would buy it back Big for time. you for double. Big time. How much is it? Fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred dollars. And I could just flip it right away? Yeah. yeah. Just, for sure. If off, a celebrity yeah. owns something, that's you, worth something to somebody who's not a celebrity. Dude, for sure. 
talk to somebody that drew and help them make you NFTs and flip that shit. We just I'm do, helping we like just do a five video. other people So this right is what now. it is. Since this thing so this out, guy, so this guy makes uh, jujitsu punks. So there's all these other punks. So it's a coll- kind of like his, but they can buy from other people. You, Felipe Pena. Felipe there's Pena. yours. Oh, Hicks and Gracie. Hicks and Gracie, Nick Diaz. You can buy. They're all a collection, <laughs> and you can buy them. And obviously. I view them like action figures. Joe Rogan's there. Action figures. It's kind of how I. I I I could see that as well. I think there's a lot of money laundering going on in this. Oh yeah, big time. And usually, usually, yeah, usually people are uh, buying and selling these with with cryptocurrency. Correct. Yes. Yes. It's not cash. It's crypto. There's if you use a system, a new marketplace came out that's called it's it's through crypto.com, that app. They've got their own NFT marketplace now and they've got an interface where you can use your credit card and they will do all the transfers in crypto for you after that. So you can actually in their marketplace just use your credit card. So they're trying to get the normies into it that aren't used to like using Ethereum and shit. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Dude, I a- can't draw with the shit though. I'd have to pay someone to do it. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, dude. you got so many artists in your affiliation yeah, right. you can figure it out. Yeah, dude. We've been thinking about doing that with um if we start doing thumbnails Oh, you know what? You know what? Uh hold on. Let me... Okay, yeah. He's gonna do a bit. <laughs> time is thing. Now, no, no, man. no, no, no. Check this out. I'm gonna check this out. Yeah, I I you know, but going back to all this, dude, the future's bright. I I you know, it's like, it's, it, it, are we winning right now or are they letting us win? That's the question. It's a good question. What's your thought on Omicron? Because that's the only thing they're holding on to at this point, right? And they can't even say it's nothing but the sniffles. Well, so this guy Cliff High, I swear by him. He does a lot of, uh, he's really into data, like the data. But he uses data from a conspirator point of view, uh, you know, truther. And he said that uh, Omicron was sent to uh, just basically stick a fork in the whole COVID thing. And I've been hearing people in the now, you hear people, Gavin Newsom, who I am 100% against, talking about how this isn't even, you know, it's nothing. And like, this is it, man. Like, whatever they have shoved down our throat, that is like herd immunity, (laughs) even though I don't believe in this is they've achieved whatever it is, in my humble opinion. Mm. And the question is, do we go back to normal and nobody pays a price? Almost impossible. I mean, that is what makes me nervous, that nobody's going to... Now, we learned a lesson from the Iraq war weapons mass destructions. You saw, you know, Trump was trying to get us into... uh, Look at that. Look at that. Scott Epstein, one of my black belts, he's an artist. Yeah. He, he, this is this is an NFT that he made. Yeah. The Einstein? <laughs> yeah, that's Einstein. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's awesome, that's right? Sick. Yeah, that's sick, dude. <laughs> I love that. That is sick. I mean, it looks just like you if you were a lizard person. <laughs> <laughs> I look like a sleaze stack. Yeah, you totally do, that. dude. I love that. But those are things. So, um, Weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, I mean, like, we learned a lesson. You remember, they're like, oh, my God, Iran attacked our drone. And everyone's like, we've seen this game plan before. I think that now they're not even going to try to get us to want to go to to war with Iran. They're just going to go to war. And that's another problem I have. What we are waking up to more and more 
is that our government is no longer responsive to the people. That we have taxation without representation. Well, well, the, the overall, I mean, there's definitely a pandemic going on. It, it's a scamdemic. It's a global thing. It's a worldwide thing. Um, some people think it's about depopulation, right? Like the elites want to, they keep talking about depopulation, right? Don't they keep talking about it? Check out the last video I just sent him. This is Boris Johnson's father in 2012. Check this out. It's scary shit. Yeah, this one's scary. This is Boris Johnson, his father, in 2012. Oh, you just you had it. Yeah, you had it. That one right there. There you go. Scary. The no growth people. But I'd add as a corollary to that, you have to get population under control as well. Because if you look at it in sheer economic terms, how can you sustain increases in per capita income at a time when you have rising population without rising economic growth. Whereas if you have a declining um, population, oh, which is what man. I would aim for, then of course even a stable <laughs> economic growth situation will give you increases in per capita income. So that's where I stand on do you, that. Do you, do you have a sense of what the carrying capacity of Britain is or of the, uh, uh, of the world as a whole? Or? Well, Britain, I'd put it at 10 or 15 million. Um, I, mean, <laughs> I think that'd be absolutely fine. I mean, that would do us really splendidly. At, at, at a limit, 2025, I think it's complete nonsense that we are now confronted with an islander, would you believe it, of 70 million, 70 million people. I wrote a paper, I think it's the only paper the Conservative Party has ever published, and it was published as an old Queen Street paper in, in June mm. 1972, oddly enough, and it was called uh, Britain Needs a Population Policy. And, um, and you, you could still argue that today, I mean, right I now. I certainly could, I certainly could, but what has happened, <laughs> of course, is this that we've all been, as it were, shunted aside, off, shunted off course by what you might call the rise of political correctness because you can't talk about this now without being saying you're anti-feminist because you're telling women what to do with their bodies Eugenics. or racist because you're saying it's the browns and the blacks and the yellow races who mustn't have um, uh, or you're left-winger because you're trying to get it, you know, the capitalist society. So it's a very, very difficult one now and I would say that at the very least uh, the governments of the world have to start talking. The government of this country has to talk, uh, start talking seriously about Listen, immigration. All because these... if you look at the rise in Britain's population now, you will see that, as it were, there is a really serious differential in the fertility of the immigrant population to the fertility of what you might call the indigenous population. So anyway, but this is, this, this is, this is very political stuff, not one for Guardian readers. <laughs> he just said he would like wow. it at 10, 20 million. He goes, it's, it's crazy that we're at 70 million for an island. It's incredible. Like, what is he talking about? You could fit the entire population in the entire population of the world in, in Texas or Florida in a house of their own, right? No one disputes that. I was on JRE. I've, I don't know. Fact checkers check that. If that's true, you could fit the whole population in one state, then there, there's, no, there's no overpopulation problem. That's all bullshit. Every time I'm on a plane, I don't see anybody. I see vast wasteland, vast. And I remember thinking back when I used to um, travel all the time for seminars in the 2000s before I'm at where I'm at right now mentally with what's going on on this place that we live. I used to be on the plane going, damn, there's so much empty wasteland. We could easily be born with a plot of land. Every, like That's what I was always thinking. Like, mm. Look at all I see is just empty wasteland everywhere. There's cities like New York. There's a lot of people. LA, it's all packed. But everywhere else, everything's scattered. Everything is scattered.
That's done purpose. So people that live in these big cities like LA, yes, they feel like yeah, they believe the yep. overpopulation. Yep. Myth. Yep. They believe it. But really, there's nobody here. There's nobody here. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and they, this motherfucker's talking about we got to kill people off. And, and they've made you think pollution and climate change are the same thing. Same thing. Same right? thing. Yeah. So, they, so everybody's stuck in traffic all the time going, oh, my God, look at all these people. We exactly. got to get rid of a bunch of people. They don't go to Montana they don't go to these wide open areas, Johnny. Are you are, do you agree? Disagree on this? I absolutely agree. Yeah, and well, and it's also discounting human nature, which is that we're social animals. We want to be together. We've chosen most of us to be around each other. You know, we could easily choose, as you know, many of us are descended from nomadic people to to move all the time. Also, that's what you see a lot of these people to move to like Montana mm-hmm. and the Midwest. They they have that wild spirit, you know. They want to be moving. I get a little of that, you know. I can totally imagine wanting to get out there. And there's plenty. This infinite, like you said, infinite space in Montana. Here's the thing: this guy wants 20 million people be in Britain at the time of the interview. He said there was 70 million. He wants 50 million to die. All the while, he's having children. Yeah. <laughs> how right? bold are they? How bold is he to even come out and say that? Just to say it. Because, That's crazy. Right? Because they they do Bill say this. Bill Gates said the exact same thing. His father started Planned Parenthood. They have these conventions, these UN climate like climate. So the video I just sent you, did you get it yet? Got it. Yeah. Got that it. Check out. Check out how they use climate change and the environment for a new, to push the new world order agenda. Ladies they, and gentlemen, the origins of the environment. Ladies and gentlemen, the origins of the environment. Ladies and gentlemen, the origins. Hold on. The Club of Rome has been described as a crisis think tank, which specializes in crisis creation. The main purpose of this... Mm. Can you stop for one second? Th- Do you hear what she just said? Rewind it. Do you hear what she just said? Club of Rome. But what did she say they do? They have think tanks. They're trying to figure out how to, how to get create. everybody in, to embrace a new world order. They want everyone to embrace a one world government. That's, they, the, whole, that's the whole plan. They create crisis. Exactly. She says it right there. Start from the beginning. Ladies and gentlemen, the origins of the environmental movement as we see it began back in 1968 when the Club of Rome was formed. The Club of Rome has been described as a crisis think tank which specialises in crisis creation. The main purpose of this... Listen. The main purpose of this think tank was to formulate a crisis that would unite the world and condition us to the idea of global solutions to local problems. In a document called The First Global Revolution, authored by Alexander King and Bertrand Schneider, on pages 104 and 105, it stated, In searching for a new enemy to unite us, we came up with the idea that pollution, the threat of global warming, water shortages, famine and the like would fit the bill. All these dangers, of course, will be caused by human intervention that will require a global response. That's the origin of global warming, ladies and gentlemen. In 1992, former President of the United States, George Bush Sr. said, effective execution of Agenda 21 will require a profound reorientation of human society, unlike anything the world has ever experienced. A major shift in the priorities of both governments and individuals and an unprecedented redeployment of human and financial... Even if you died of... 
That was it right there. So basically she's saying they're, they're, they're a think tank where they come up with a ways to un- to get everybody to uh, uh, embrace a one world government. creating a crisis. And, and dude, 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 think about Hollywood. Do you, if, if the people that are doing that don't have complete control of Hollywood and the media, they're insane, right? You're like, you don't have complete control of Hollywood? Of course they do. Of course they do. What big, what big, uh, this is like a game we could play. We could do this in Swarm Tank too. Think of a, throw out a movie, a big blockbuster, and try to break down what they're trying to push, right? Just like last night I watched fucking Lord of the Rings. What is Lord of the Rings? There's an evil, a Mordor, right? It's evil. And they're trying to unite all the neighboring like castles and cities to unite against Mordor because those fucking, those orcs, those demons, those aliens, that uh, Mordor could be a fake alien invasion. It could be anything where it gets everyone to unite. And if you don't unite, the orcs are going to come and kill you. You don't want to join us. They're going to come and kill you anyways. You know, you know what I'm saying? Just like Independence Day, right? Independence Day. Aliens are coming down. Everybody's uniting. And in uh, 2012, oh, the end of the world, the environment. And who saves the day? China. You watch 2012, who saved the day? It turns out, they find out at the end that China, they built a bunch of arcs. So everyone's trying to get the fucking China. Everyone's trying to get the China. They're all uniting. It's all about getting, tricking, using our hearts because that's what we have. Humans have hearts and we love our neighbors. And naturally, unless you have a fucked up childhood where you got beat to death, naturally, we love each other. Yeah, so exactly. Naturally, we're trusting. Naturally, we're, we're all about love. So it's all about using that to trick you, using your love to trick you. That's why you have all these NGOs that, oh, they're like, if there's an NGO that says, it's, it's called, uh, 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 we love children and we build, uh, you know, churches. They're going to get, you're going to want to donate money. They're, oh, yeah. we save children. Yeah. We save children. We take children. Yeah. They're going to give them money. They, they tricked you. They tricked, they used your heart against you. So that's what it is. It's all. It's a. It's a game of, of how, what, what the, emotional terrorism. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what, yeah. How can we use their love against them to achieve a one-world government and to get them to embrace it and beg for it? That's mm-hmm. their whole game. So, so what you're talking about? A great example of this is I always say it is these hidden camera shows, these prank shows. Yeah. Like how many? Th- like there's a prank show on Jackass where they put a baby on top of a car, a fake baby, and they drove off and they watch everybody freak out. And everyone's like, ah, oh, look at the stupid people. They thought it was a real baby. And they're like, those people were concerned for the health of, and I'm not trying to be like, oh, and we got to take everything serious. But I'm like, really, when you break down, those people were trusting and concerned for a child's health, right? You are manipulating people's kindness. Yeah. And trusting yeah. to get a, to make fun of them at that moment. Now take that on a higher level, and you put that on globally about all these psyops that are being done, right? Yeah. I mean, like when the a big way to get us to go and kill Saddam Hussein was they had this girl come in and talk about Iraqis throwing babies on the floor, just cr- taking babies out incubators and yeah. smashing them on the ground. Yeah. Well, it turns out. That girl that was trying to act like she was just an Iraqi 
was the the daughter of an of a um of a politician. What are they called? Uh, I have a a diplomat, a yeah. diplomat's daughter who is bold faced lying to everybody yep. because she was told to do it by her family to manipulate war. Yeah. Mm. If they can do that, why can't they do that with the coronavirus? Why can't they do that with everything else? So, the, you know, you can say whatever you want about Trump, and I call Trump out when I think Trump's done some problem. But the one thing that he did, and why I believe Trump is a different crime boss. They're all crime bosses, dude. These people keep looking for billionaires to save them. They're all different crime bosses with different agendas. And I would take a nationalist crime boss over a globalist crime boss, right? Yeah. So I think Trump represents a different crime family than the Bush death clan. That's my humble opinion. It's a different group, and they have a more of a nationalist type situation where they want to make the neighborhood look good, right? It's versus it's like uh, a crime family who lives in the neighborhood versus a crime family from let's say Mexico, right? They're two. They have two different cares about the neighborhood. Yeah. If you don't live mm -hmm. here, you just want to destroy it, and you're you're paying. And people who live in the neighborhood, like when you live on a crime boss's neighborhood, it's kind of peaceful. Because the crime boss doesn't want his fucking neighborhood to be full of crime. Don't fuck with the crime yeah, boss. Do you think you think Tony Soprano's neighbors had any trouble? <laughs> yeah, they, no. you think yeah. they ever had to call the cops and call, hey Tony, this fucking guy's creeping. No. Right? right? That's what I thought was Trump. And the one thing, no matter what you want to say about Trump, the one thing he did was get out of that Paris Peace Accord, which was written by uh, Paris Climate Accord, which was written by who? The Club of Rome. And who is in Rome? The fucking Vatican, dog. The Vatican is in fucking Rome. That and people don't understand what that Paris Climate uh, Accord wasn't about stopping climate change. It was about taxing people. And what they were going to do is allow people like China and everybody else to buy credit from the Club of Rome to be able to pollute some more. It was never going to stop it. It was never about stopping it. It was about profiting off of it even more. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that he pulled out of that, that, I don't know, that could be a, you know, it, he could, it could be a trick in another way, but it is a good sign. I 100%, like, yeah. dude, you got to give credit when credit is due. Yeah. Anytime someone says they don't believe the climate change bullshit, I feel like, okay, they're, they're, they're at least half awake, at least, you know, they're, cause it's pretty goddamn obvious that they, they don't give a fuck about shit. And these motherfuckers are getting up there talking about the word about the climate change. We're barely even on this motherfucker. We ain't doing shit. There's no climate. It's all. I, I'm. I'm with. There's two sides. There's people that believe the 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 data and the science. Oh, we're gonna fucking die, and Florida's gonna be underwater, and all that shit. They've been saying that shit for thirty years. Forever, or, dude. Or, forever. Or there's that other side. The people are like, oh, that science is bullshit because we got this science, and I believe that. I believe those motherfuckers. Any like anybody. Look at the people pushing climate change. Look at it's all the same demons that are pushing COVID. Yeah. That should tell you something. That should you should use your common fucking sense on the street. You'd be like those motherfuckers. They're pushing it. It must be bullshit. How much of climate change is like happening on your computer screen, on your television screen? Yeah. Oh my god, the polar bears are dead. Have you seen a polar bear starving to death? Have you seen a glacier fall into your fucking into the water? The polar you, bears are drowning. Yeah. Have you ever seen a nuclear bomb? 
Yeah. Look at all those. Have you seen a fucking virus? Yeah. Have you seen any of these things yeah. with your own yeah. fucking eye? And no, the they get you. They no. use your. They use your heart because that's that's what all that Discovery Channel documentaries on animals are. It's always the same Psy-ops, shit. I'm they Psy-ops. get you. They get you to fall in love with these pumas and this mother puma. She's got three cubs and she's got to travel. Sometimes it takes days to get you know. To tra- and then she's missing these deer. She can't get these deer. And then finally <laughs> it's snowing and she she grabs this deer and takes it down and drags it back to her cub. And then meanwhile, they'll just cut real quick. They cut to chopping down the forest. Look, they're taking away their environment. And boom, look at everyone. They're always showing chopping down the forest. They're taking the, and then they go back to the cubs. So it gets everyone going, we need to stop this. We need to, they, they get you. That's how they get yeah. you. All that shit. And, and uh, how the hell do they film some of these goddamn documentaries on animals? Don't get me started, bro. How do they we film these things? This. How many cameras do lie. they, how many cameras do they in the jungle it's where they're getting porn. these shots they're getting these shots watch some documentaries they're getting some amazing shots and right in camera never off of camera right in the center yeah, oh, of it's camera. All, and they're, they're following like this family of spiders and shit like dude how the <laughs> fuck are you following these spiders and these hornets and these wasps and they follow the baby bee and like oh man that shit's in the studio dog we, we talked dude. about this man like, there's times I watch, I go, dude, that's so weird. So I remember watching these gazelles, and they're all running from this fucking leopard or whatever, this cheetah. They're running. And then out of nowhere, somehow, this fucking one fucking uh, gazelle just somehow stumbles the other way, and the thing grabs it. And they got a good angle. They, they got, just got yeah. great. You're like, why would this one just go? Dude, it got chucked out so this thing could eat it and got fucking gas. How many cameras you got to set up? You know how long it takes to set up a camera to like to film a TV show? Just one fucking camera. It's going to take two, three fucking hours to get this shot. Yeah. You know, and you're telling me you're uh, you. How many cameras you got out yeah. in the fucking Congo? Yeah. How many and you, and you have that? to, you have to, to believe that you have to believe that these profit obsessed networks are giving them unlimited budget to just go away in the desert Whoa, for yeah. months Hundred and months person. and yeah. months. Never, never happened. It would never. There, there's a BBC documentary that me and Joe used to be obsessed with called The Congo. It's so good, and we fucking bought it hook, line, and sinker. There's something they want in the Congo. Congo's very important to them. You watch this documentary, BBC, the Congo, shit, you'll get sucked in. It's insane. And just just imagine, like, how the fuck are they filming the lighting, the shots? I mean, do you have, like, a hundred cameramen out there setting up, like, how are you getting this shit? It's in a studio, dog. It's all fuck. It's just snuff porn, dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's just straight green screen. Snuff they porn, got green dog. screen, dude. It's just <laughs> fucking so weird, bro. It's so weird. So here we are at the end, and you know, all this shit go. Everything is psyops on psyops on psyops, dude. It just is what is coming out right now, and it's very suspect how it's coming out now. But which I always go. Why is this out coming out now? Why why didn't we hear about this earlier? But cultural Marxism, okay, at what is now better known as environmental social governance control ran by three fucking companies, which is Vanguard, who I think is literally the Rothschilds, the, the Royals, the and the Rockefellers. 
Okay? And the Passar family, all those people, that's their company. And then you have the one layer below that, which is what? BlackRock. What's, what is BlackRock? Looks like a fucking what? Black cube of Saturn. Right? And there, and this thing that they push called environmental social governance, they don't keep that in. They, 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 or excuse me, can, uh, corporate governance, right? They just say governance. They don't, they don't want you to know it's about corporates because that's straight up corporatocracy, which is the new fascism. It's crazy, like these environmentalists that uh, they they just completely ignore these uh, military aircraft spraying chemtrails like all over the fucking place. Completely ignore that. that. Oh, that's a crazy conspiracy theory after they already admitted at the Council on Foreign Relations. They, John Brennan, when he was the, the head of the CIA, he made a presentation about chemtrails, geoengineering. He called them SRIs, uh, um, stratospheric aerosol injections, SAIs. He talked about it, and it's going to cost $10 billion. And this crazy thing, this is like a Lord of the Rings type thing. He's talking about it's going to cost, it's relatively inexpensive at $10 billion annually. <laughs> but there will be some countries that are not going to benefit from these, the spraying that we're going to do. Uh, uh, they're going to be against it. So we need to figure out how to get the countries that are against this, this global spring of the skies to save the, the environment. Now, first of all, what's the CIA? And why are they involved in spraying and saving the environment? Aren't, aren't they? Isn't their job to stop the spread of communism internationally? That's it, right? That's it. We had, he came out and said, "We're gonna, we're gonna uh, start spraying the skies to save the environment." SAI, stratospheric aerosol injections. They admitted it. If you can watch it on YouTube. You just go John John Brennan yeah, admits chemtrails. Yeah, right. Yeah. We've already shown we've that. Shown it. He, he talks about it, and yet no environment environmentalists are saying, "What the fuck are you talking about? You're going to spray metallic particles in the atmosphere to reflect the sunlight? Are you fucking insane, dude? Uh, they're spraying aluminum, barium. Like, what are you doing, Bill Gates? What are you doing? To fucking spray go spray the fucking sun. Okay. Yeah. So think about this. He wants to spray the sun, spray the sky, so it, w- it would dim out the sun. Okay. And then he yeah. wants to get rid of CO two. What do plants need? Yeah. To make oxygen, the well, sun and CO two. I think that's all. That's all just a cover. Like like they're they're not spraying shit to to save the fucking environment. They're just saying that so we embrace it. Yeah. They're spraying for other reasons. No, one hundred percent. They're controlling no. the weather. I think what they're spraying, they, they spray and they, they study how it goes down the jet stream. And if they need to fuck up some weather in like, you know, Alabama, they spray a little bit in, in, in like Wyoming. And then it goes, they got this jet stream. Maybe they spray it in Oregon and it goes because they do a lot of spraying on the West Coast, dog. They spray all the guy. They, they spraying all last week. Oh, last week, boom. I'm, I'm going hiking. You know, I'm in hiking. I'm going, fuck. It was supposed to be a clear day, completely clear. No clouds in the sky, but the, nothing but chemtrails up in the sky. Oh, you're crazy. Oh, you're insane. Can I say how happy I am to hear Eddie talking about chemtrails again? This feels like 2019. I'm so happy. But if you get into everything, whether it's like you study cultural Marxism, bro, Everything. Look at the three months that we have dedicated to people, right? We have uh, we, we have um, 
We have Black History Month. I think we all understand the, the, the history of that. Okay, we're like, yeah, man, we need Black History Month. Recognize it. I don't know how long we're going to need that for. It seems like black people are killing it right now. I don't know if you notice this, but yeah. in commercials, yeah. they're like doing amazing things like scuba diving. Have you ever seen a black person scuba dive before? But in commercials, they're fucking crushing it, right? Then you have, suddenly you have, oh, I don't know, where, what else do we got? We got, oh, Woman's Appreciation Day, right? That came out of fucking nowhere. And now we have Gay Pride Month. Which I don't give everybody a month. I don't give a fuck, right? But if you study cultural Marxism, that fits in exactly what they do, which is what? Raise the where, demonize the ethnic majority, raise up the ethnic minority, okay? Raise up alternative lifestyles, okay? And then start gender wars. It's all right there. It's all right there. And when they don't, they don't want you to look at cultural Marxism because they tell you that it's, it's anti-Semitic because they use buzzwords to have you run away. It's happening. It's called environmental, social, corporate governance. It's happening right there. That's why Disney and everybody else runs these programs that nobody watches because BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street all own giant chunks of them and they get bailed out when all these projects fail. The Matrix lost, what, $400 million. The 355 lost $400 million. These companies don't care. You know why? You know why? Because they all get bailed out by the Fed. It's all getting bailed out by the Fed. And then what happens? So these other companies that are smaller, they start seeing everybody doing this woke shit. So what do they start doing? We're going to do woke shit too. But they don't get Fed money. Like the people who are working with Colin Kaepernick. They all started doing shit with Colin Kaepernick because they saw that all the woke people loved him. They lost their fucking shirts. But they don't have Fed money coming in to bail them out. NBC, ABC, Disney, all them. Dude, they do all this woke shit because they don't care about profits. Because the people that are fucking advertising with them are owned by the same people who own NBC, Disney, all these companies. And when they make no money, they don't care. Because at the end of the day, the shareholders are going to get their money because they're going to get bailed out by the Fed. This is all manufactured. It's all manufactured. And that's why people are waking up to it more and more. Like with Dave, I think the Dave Chappelle shit is manufactured. I mean, this dude is all just fucking taking private jets to fucking sold out arena gigs or theater gigs. What's he losing? He's headlining Netflix's fucking comedy festival. And everyone's like, they're trying to get rid of fucking Chappelle. He's that's, too powerful. He's too powerful. Sounds like it. Sounds like he's killing it. Yeah. Killing they, it. They can't, they can't uh, do anything to him. They, they, dude, they could cut, they could take, if they really were trying to cancel him, they would take all of his specials off. They haven't taken that one special. It's mm -hmm. all Because it would backfire. The they know that Ed Boomerang back on him. He'll just go somewhere else and, get, and be bigger than ever. It, dude, it's all yeah. meant to... It's like you look at CNN, right? who they get rid of? Chris, Chris Cuomo. who they keep? Don Lemon. This is all cultural Marxism, bro. It's all meant to get us to fight with... You're not people. saying Chappelle's on the take, though, right? I'm not... Listen. I mean, $20 million a fucking special. Look at who he takes out on the road with him. I mean, I, I'm not saying it's like... He's, I'm just saying... I mean, dude, I used to watch Dave Chappelle at the Comedy Store cry about how Hollywood wouldn't work with him anymore. I used to watch him do it all. He was bitching about Carlos Mencia. Oh, uh, dude, Car they, they basically gave my show to Carlos Mencia. He was fucking crying about it on stage. 
Now he's just fucking, ah, they're canceling me. I got to go. I got to grab my flight to fucking go play the O2 arena. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let him get me. I'm sorry. Everyone call me crazy. I'm not saying Dave Chappelle's a bad guy, but I mean, like, dude, we've seen people get fucking, we've seen people get canceled. That does not look like what canceling looks like. Yeah. Anybody that big been canceled? I think he's. I think he's just too powerful on his own. You know, he's not mm-hmm. doing movies and shit. He did like one movie or something. He's so. He's like, if he was like in, if, if his fame was from Hollywood movies, then they'd have more control of him. But he could just so do a show. He could Eddie. do a show anywhere he wants. Is Netflix a globalist propaganda tool? I think so. Okay, he's making twenty mil a fucking. A, a fucking Netflix thing. I mean, someone that you said who they canceled was um, what's his name? Um, the guy that just came back for touching his dick on stage. What's his name? I mean, in the Louis C.K. Louis C.K. He came back with his on on his own website, and they were still trying to cancel him. That's trying to get canceled. That's canceled. That's bro. T- yeah. After that his on his own canceling. website and his own thing, you can still find articles were saying he jacked yeah. off in the fucking green room. Yeah, like, TV dude. show though, and I mean, he was still very but much that's in still Hollywood. Still cancel. I mean, dude, that's a cancel, bro. That, yeah, no, no, is. he for sure got canceled. Nobody that's a fucking that. cancel. I think the power of cancellation has is. Uh, I think people thought there was more power in it, and now that people are realizing that if. It's harder to cancel people nowadays because yeah. people are waking up. And he mm-hmm. is like, he's a, he's a comedian that stands alone. Dave Chappelle is the greatest comic to ever do comedy. Absolutely. I will never take anything away from him on that. He is the GOAT. Greatest, greatest uh, sketch comedy show of all time. Nothing's even close. Greatest. I'm just saying, yeah. dude. I, I, I think that he's just so powerful that they just can't fuck with him. You know what I mean? I think they just can't fuck with him, and he does whatever. He goes, you want to make this money that I'm going to make, or I'm going to take it somewhere else? And they go, fuck it, just stay here. We can't do shit. That's what I think. That's my opinion. I'll stick with him. We'll <laughs> I'm just hey, Sam. You. Sam, I got a question for you talking about uh, getting people to fight against each other, getting their own people to sort of divide into two tribes, because this is what's been happening a lot up in Canada. And I'm wondering, like, from an American standpoint, I'm trying to kind of get a barometer of how it is down here, but is there, like, a legitimate two-tier society down here or is it still in the works because it's happening in canada that's a great question dude that is a great question so like the question is is there an is there a caste system coming into to the united states is there the super elites and then the rest of us and i would say it seems like it it seems really like it, right? Rules for thee, not for me. Okay. How many of these galas? How many of these things? Nobody's wearing masks. Everybody, the only people wearing masks are the fucking, uh, are the... Uh, the waiters. The waiters, right? Mm-hmm. And then you like... Bus boys. Dude, you want talk about fascism? How come Amazon Fresh, Amazon, Walmart, Target all say open? Yeah, yeah, every of these middle class and lower class businesses have to shut down. Scary, man. Yeah. Scary. I can give you an idea of what it looks like up in Canada just so that you know, like, this could be what's happening or coming here is they, um, they've broken it down by vaccination status with the passport, with the vaccine passport. So, like, you can't go into anywhere that isn't like what you're saying, a Target or a Walmart, without showing your vaccine passport. They have it on QR codes on your phone. That's, that's real. That's right now in that's Canada. Right now. Score. Yeah. Right now that's happening. And so 
Um, what they're doing, though, is they can't really enforce it. They don't have enough police or military to enforce it. What they're doing is they're making the small business owners enforce it for them. And the the insidious way they've done it in Alberta anyways, where I was, um, is something that they call the Restrictions Exemption Program. And what the restrictions exemption program means is that if as a small business owner, Sam, you own a small business, if you want to have no restrictions for your business, that means you can be full capacity. You don't have to worry about any of these restrictions that we had last year. You can, there's no pandemic anymore. If you want that, all you have to do is make sure that nobody who isn't vaccinated comes into your store. That's all. You just do that and you can do whatever you like. But if you don't want to run the restrictions exemption program, you're going to be limited to 15% capacity. You can only be open between these hours and those hours. And it just, it kills you. And, and, but we're going to let you make the choice. So they get the people to police the people into a two tier society. No, like I was saying, dude, it's all snitch culture, man. Like they've created a snitch culture of these fucking betas. That, and this is how they use, this is why I say we got beta dictators all over the place. It does seem, though, it does seem like the COVID narrative is crumbling. Mm-hmm. It does seem. But I'm telling you, bro, it's, it's like. Is it too late, though? But look at this, dude. Is it look too at late? where it's crumbling. To where- save Canada? I don't know, man. Like, they Is don't seem to be backing down. The propaganda has been the same ever since. I still follow the the provincial public health page just as a lull because it. I'm just wanting to see, like, is anything changing? And it is literally the same infographics they've been using for the last two years up there every day. Every day. It's how many people are in the ICU? How many people are unvaccinated? And the stats never change. They've never even gone outside of, like, five percentage points up or down. It's always the vaccinated uh, people who are in jeopardy from the unvaccinated plague rats that are causing this whole thing. And we all just need to get these people vaccinated. There was a thing that Trudeau came out with recently. I don't know what interview it was, but he I, I read it and then I was like, he didn't really say that, did he? And I found the interview and he did where he's, he talks about we need to decide whether we're going to tolerate these people anymore. Yeah, 100%. Uh, you think Canada's worse than Australia or the other way around? I would have to be in Australia to know. I mean, the videos coming out of it are pretty abysmal. And I mean, listening to dude on Joe's podcast, it's all uh, gumdrops and rainbows down there and everyone's got it wrong. But I mean, in Canada, it feels like if it feels like it's not getting any better and it's definitely just uh, it's a frog in a boiling pot of water, just getting a little hotter, a little hotter. And, and the frog's like, not, don't worry about it. You know, we're, we're just going to be fine. We're going to get our next booster and that's it. You we're, know, we got our passport and that's it. And we're just going to make sure that only, you know, unvaxxed people stay off our flights and that's it. But it just keeps, it's one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. Every month is a little bit more, a little bit more. And all of a sudden we're in a dystopia that like, if, if, if I were to lay out exactly all the rules in Canada now to me, two years ago, I'd be like, fuck, I'd never watch that movie nobody believed that yeah yeah now um what's uh, is it is it the same all across canada like you were saying earlier or are there some cities that there's some like montreal's the worst probably worse montreal the worst toronto and quebec or sorry ontario and quebec are the worst but the problem is that's where most of the population is so usually as they go the rest of the country kind of sways with it vancouver Um, is not as bad they're pretty bad. <laughs> they're pretty bad. bad. But is, is what about Victoria like, Island? Mm, 
Are they kind of the, the same? I don't know anybody on there to know for sure, but they're part of BC and BC's laws are provincial uh, and they seem to follow exactly what uh, Ontario is doing, which is usually like they're a week behind on lockdowns kind of thing. Oh, I, I see Ontario lockdown. I guess, I mean, get ready guys. It's coming. And it does. Yeah. Is yeah. there any city or county that just doesn't give a fuck like at all that are instantly like they're fighting back? There, there was, and I mean, they were scattered all over the place. Where I was in Alberta, there was this one uh, diner. I'm trying to remember what it was called, but it was in like Bodunk nowhere. Like there's 20 people in this town, but it kept making the news because it would, it would stay open specifically against orders too. So they'd have RCMP up there demanding that they shut down and be like, yeah, no, not going to do that. And there was people from all over the province that would drive down there just to have their, their eggs Benny at this diner nice. that they, wow. they never had more business in their whole life there'd be 300 people outside waiting to get in line to go have a no no masked no vax necessary breakfast yeah that's that's diner that sounds like burbank burbank's like that uh i live in sherman oaks and it's pretty fucked in in most of la actually so Mm. man i go to burbank to eat i go to burbank for the mall i go yeah i just we just burp for some reason whoever's running burbank they don't give a fuck about uh the new world order they're like yeah. against it. I don't, I don't know what it is about Burbank, but they, they're they're standing their ground and they're not going along with the L.A. County uh, measures. Yeah, those people are kind of all over. Long story short, though, that guy got arrested and I don't know if he's out yet. And they've done this to a number of pastors that have done this as well, where they'll, they're they going to run church at full capacity instead of 15% capacity and they get arrested. And they've done that to a handful of people up there multiple times. And it's like what are you willing to put on the line? And it doesn't seem like you get anything for it by the time they get you out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's still the same now as it was back when they started these lockdowns. You remember right at the beginning of the lockdown, I think maybe two months into we did a podcast and uh, I, I was going fucking ape shit in, in the beginning. Yeah. I was like, we're right in the middle of fucking the new world order. And you know what even notices? We're, they're doing it. They're doing the new world order right now. And you guys are all worried about a fucking a flu. The flu. Okay, so let's let's uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, what I want to ask you guys is, what are your thoughts? Is going to happen? I am optimistic. Uh, I one hundred percent think this thing is going to start coming toward. I think towards spring, because once we get out of flu season, it's going to be real hard. Now, I think it's you start seeing th- with the Supreme Court saying that, which God. Bless, I don't know how that happened, but they mm-hmm. put shot down this mandate for for Joe Biden, which is begins the domino, in my humble opinion. By spring, I think things start to change, and you start seeing what we believe will be back to some sort of normalcy. I think you see a push back against vaccine passports and mandates. That's my humble opinion. Thank God there's Texas and Florida. That's like the mm-hmm. promised land. Like, like if shit gets if shit keeps getting fucked up in LA and it gets worse it's nice to know that we could bolt to Texas we could bolt to Florida thank God if, if those states didn't exist I'd, I'll even go to uh, uh, South Dakota How close you know you Christy Nome Christy Nome that's is that the greatest governor ever when people talk about DeSantis Christy Nome is probably, that's the greatest governor in my opinion she never never locked down ever how close oh, is that are North you? Dakota South yeah. Dakota yeah she, uh, she should be running for president you want to yeah. you want to beat 
the Democrats at their own woke game, run that chick and yeah. watch everybody vote for her. Yeah, Christy Nome is the shit. She's my favorite. So, so you, you think votes what, matter? That's so funny. Yeah, that's yeah. so cute. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> what do you guys think? What, oh, Drew, what do you think? If you had to predict what you know, happens in the future, man, I I'm usually a really optimistic person. I, I like to look at the bright side of things, but. Just from my own experience, man, waiting for the bright side to come never happened for me. I'm still basically running from from darkness that never that never happening for me. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't wait any longer on so many different points of like it's not going to like in my opinion, in 2020, they did the lockdown. It ended in June. There's no way they would do that again. They had one shot. It didn't work. We're going to try something else next time. Well, that didn't turn out. You know, and like all over and over, it's it's been that way. So I would love to stay optimistic. Like, honestly, Sam, I feel like Omicron is the death nail in, in COVID because it's basically a sniffles now. We've, we've mutated this thing towards homeostasis and it's like, don't have to worry about it. We got herd immunity. All the good things that they want, it seems, is, is in Omicron. So if that's the case and we have this therapeutic pill coming out where you don't need the vaccine, if that's the case, you know, all these little things that I want to grab onto for hope, but I, my family hangs in the balance. I can't believe them without a plan. So, so I, I need to focus on the plan to stay safe in the worst case scenario while still hoping for the best. Well, wait, how many people do you think have a plan now after the pandemic? How people probably saved money or didn't see what happened to him where you're like, Oh, everything's going to be cool. I'm going to be open up every day. I'm at least going to be able to make rent money. Everyone always thinks I'm going to be able to at least make rent money. I don't know, man. I think people, I think when we look back at this, we're going to look at that generational wealth was destroyed businesses that would normally be passed down to children gone yeah. they and like the sad thing is like everyone would just be happy it's over and not angry that it ever right. happened well i mean right. do you remember it wasn't even it wasn't even the the government that fucked him up the riots remember the plant the 10th planet that got burned down yep yeah, so if it wasn't one thing, it was another thing. It's not just a it's not just a loss of wealth though, it's a transfer of wealth because what you're seeing is Big the time. wealthy people are going Got in and wealth. buying up property and houses. BlackRock is buying up Land. everything with that trillion dollar fucking Absolutely. It's a transfer. Trump put BlackRock in charge of the Fed, bro. I mean, it's different crime families, bro. I'm hoping for the best, but I'm not counting on it. LA's never gonna mm-hmm. go back. Normal, you think no, you're ever gonna well, be able to go to a, a be, Dodger game and not show a vaccine? I think New York will turn before L- LA does. Uh, I like I think, the governor. I think, I think I mean, the mayor, mayor of yeah. starting to change. I think what mayor? The mayor of uh, I think the mayor of New York City. What he's the, gonna pull the him out of the new mayor, right? Yeah, the not, not the de Blasio. He's no, gone. the new guy. The new guy just said, the new guy just, I don't know, the, the new guy. The black guy? Yeah. He just said, obviously, Supreme Court don't care about health, but I do, so I'm going to ignore that Supreme we'll Court We'll see shit. what happens. Did you hear him say that? I did not. That makes me sad. Yeah, he goes, no, we're going to keep these. We're still with the protocols. Go forget about that. He basically said, I'm ignoring the Supreme Court uh, decision. No way. That that guy is not. That he's guy is. Fucking they're on the same team. He's on the same. Back. He's on team de Blasio. Same. It's just like a, like they got rid of Andrew Cuomo, but then the girl that's the governor now, she's just as bad. She's she's fucking. But what bad. about all that? He, had, he talked all that shit about not being afraid. New York, you know, we didn't get here by being afraid. We're going to yeah, step dude, out. Dude, it's, it's, it's why women go nuts with guys, right? Because we say whatever we have to say to get that snatch, that's so right? Funny. That's so funny. <laughs> right? Like, that's how politicians are. 
They say whatever they got to say to get elected. And once they get in, there's no repercussions. We don't have a, 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 a no confidence vote. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Here it is. What, what, is, what does he say? It says, uh, new New York Mayor Eric Adams declares the city must learn to live with COVID. Yeah. You know what you learned That's to live with COVID? That's not the quote I'm talking no, about. I though. know, but he's still... He's still Huh? But do it with swagger. Yeah, says. come on. <laughs> yeah, that could mean a lot of things. We must learn to live with it. They're like, live with these vaccine passports. You know what I mean? That's what he's talking about. Yeah. Not live with it like, uh, live with it like it's a cold. And let's you know, live with it like these vaccine passports, dog. Live with it like that. That's what he's saying. <sighs> well, all right. Drew, where, where can they find you? Yeah, man. So, uh, Believe it or not, I'm a comedian of my own sorts. I, I just do it through pictures online. So if you want to check out my memes, they're all jujitsu based, but check out because underscore jitsu on Instagram. You can check out my personal at drew.weatherhead on Instagram. And yo, if you're into NFTs, definitely check out my collection on OpenSea. It's Ape Shaka's Shaka with a Z at the end. You can still uh, get one from there. There's still people flipping them every day for profit. So I'm, I'm happy to be in that world at least. And uh, I love you, Sam. Thanks so much for having me on your phone, on your show. And you too, Eddie, you, you're the best. Thank you, man. Thank you. No problem. Thanks for coming on. Sorry we yelled the whole time. I'm sure. We're gonna <laughs> I expect you. nothing less. Yeah, dude. Thank you for coming on. Eddie, thank you for coming on. Thank you. Long Beach, Bakersfield, coming up. Come get weird. Go Sam to Tri- SamTripoli.com. There you go. Go deep, homeboys. Aaron, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack.